0: The live stream of tonight's podcast is made possible by our buddy Ian Service over at podcastaccelerator.com.
1: The Bulldogs have finally risen above, thanks to the sluts chirps and dropping gloves. But the Sioux have their number, so the Bulldogs bring the lumber. Because for Shorzy, hockey's what you call true love,
2: true love, true love, (laughs) true love. Tanya, you ready? Yes. Good, cause you're fucking going. Yeah, Matt, you ready? Yes, yes, yes. Good, cause you're fucking going. Yeah,
0: Victor, you ready? It's not a goldfish.
2: Good, cause you're going. <laughs> yeah.
3: Woo. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Doran's podcast. The produce stand.
4: Ah, uh, fucking sexy. <laughs> Thursday,
0: and that means we are once again hanging with the Protostan podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny and now Shorezy. Now, I know what you're thinking there are many other podcasts with Letter Kenny out there, but this one is bringing the lumber. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room as always is the lovely Tanya, and online, I'm getting a pat on the back from Tanya, and (laughs) online we have Squirrely Matt and the victorious Victor, and joining us this week, she is a professor at Lawrence University which makes her t- way too smart to be on this podcast. She actually lives in Sudbury. She's a member of our DM group, a patron and a great gal. She's a really great gal. Please join me in making some noise for Michelle. wondrous Oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Wait, wait,
5: wait, 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 wait. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I regret nothing.
0: Welcome to the Produce, Stand, Michelle, how are you now?
6: I'm great.
1: How, how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm well.
6: well I, I don't know how to answer <laughs> that
1: you know, anymore. I'm out yeah. of practice. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's not, not the Shorzy way. <laughs> my my two year old's nailing it these days. You <laughs> need some lessons.
6: <laughs> Train him well.
0: Oh, uh, to, Tobias asks, what does Michelle teach? Can you, let's so let's start with your interview. What do you teach at Laurentian? <laughs>
6: I teach forensic science. I'm a forensic DNA analyst.
0: That's right. Wow. It's all coming oh, back yeah. to me now. Yeah, we had this yeah. chat
1: on. You're right. No joke.
6: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> actually, I want to uh, give a shout out to Brenya mm-hmm. because I lived, I too lived in Pueblo, Colorado, for 13 years.
5: 13 years nice. before wow.
6: moving to Sudbury, and I miss it every day. So.
5: Oh yeah. So
6: really are nice to hear.
0: So, are you Canadian or American?
6: I'm Canadian. Oh. I grew up in Quebec City and Ottawa.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. But so you spent, uh, but you spent quite a few years in, in Colorado.
6: Yeah. I worked for the state as a CSI and a DNA analyst. That is wow.
0: so fucking cool. So Wildly you, cool.
4: Lying. Oh, you, you've got stories, girl. Can we just do a whole separate <laughs>
1: podcast
5: just yeah, talking yeah.
1: to you? Like, <laughs> wow. How, how long have you been in Laurentian? I mean, I I, my, I have an ex-girlfriend who actually went to school there and it's a beautiful campus. Yeah. I, I, I love
6: Especially it. The time of year. Yeah. I've been here just over nine years.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful spot. Way up on the hill there, right?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Great.
5: Okay. What's Surrounded
6: by lakes. There's 300 lakes plus in Sudbury. So it's really pretty up here. Lots of rocks. Yeah. I'm happy here.
0: (laughs) So um, what's the most messed up thing you've seen that you can talk about? Come on. There's got to be something.
4: Or just your favorite story. It doesn't need to be messed up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Messed up.
0: Um, (laughs) My first
6: and my last crime scenes were suicides by high powered rifle. (laughs) You can imagine the devastation that could cause. Oh, no.
5: Yeah,
0: I can imagine. Yeah ick the closest we got to that here is we had a neighbor hang himself in the garage once that was oh. uh,
4: he asked his neighbor if he are <laughs> uh, one of our friends if he could borrow his ladder and then afterwards the police officer said do you want your ladder back and he's like no i'm good i don't need my ladder back oh, i can shit. get another yeah, one yeah it was it was pretty
5: yeah. pretty, no. Wait, yeah. i mean we can bring laugh. someone
1: into your tragedy
0: yeah, wow that's <laughs> A way to bring down the room guys. It's good to bring down the room now because now we're going to start, you know, pumping things back up again. Uh, Thanks there, Jeff. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to ask you all the standard questions. I mean, you've been on with us for Ag Hall Socials and stuff, but this is your first proper visit to the protestant. So Michelle, uh, where and when did you discover Letterkenny? Um,
6: I don't remember exactly, but it was probably a news article. In the local paper, one of the sure. local papers when they were starting to film here—that's right—about you know the new show. And so, uh, before it actually uh, aired, I looked up Letterkenny problems on YouTube. So I started watching that, mm-hmm. and then became a huge Kiso fan or, or Kazoo fan. <laughs> I don't know Remember. if we're allowed to use his name. Um, <laughs> and started watching 192 and anything else that I could until. Right. So Leonard Kennedy started Amazing.
0: and then never looked back. Now, nice. Victor's got his train wreck background on. I don't know what. Are you talking about the beginning of this episode or, or are you talking about the Shoresy episode? Why do you have that on?
7: Oh, no, that's all you. Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh thanks. Victor. You need different train wreck um, backgrounds so we can determine which one is episode specific or one's a shot. <laughs> no, it's a
0: shot. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, man. Um, when did you discover our podcast, Michelle?
6: Um, I think Al, you were on a community podcast. Oh, I that's right.
5: Yeah, that either was that Jack's or podcast. a community
6: podcaster was scheduled to be on your podcast, mm-hmm. but I think you were there because I remember your voice, and you sound like another Al <laughs> who does a community podcast. Oh, really? I being confused, yeah. And then so, uh, and then uh, you were talking about your letter Kenny podcast. So, so podcast. I
0: yeah. podcasting is lousy with owls with vel- velvety voices is what you're saying yeah that, that that podcast you heard me on was obviously our buddy melbourne jack his his community yeah. podcast which he started because of us so really yeah. you, uh-huh. you you came so, to us backwards yeah, the, but anyway what's the
1: the, Gre- the greendale human podcast <laughs> that's
0: right that's right yeah. great show uh, we highly recommend it if you're a community fan that's great well thank you for joining us today uh thank it's been, been looking forward to having you on so it's so here Good we know. go How are you now? Tonight's lineup is going to be Matt, Al, Victor, Tanya, and our guest Michelle will have the last word. Matt, how was your week?
1: My week? Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting to go first. Um, (laughs) It's been good. I'm back to work. It doesn't feel like I was off last week Mm -hmm. and uh, I, I needed more time. Let's put it that way. So was, I've was i been ramping up. So it's taken me four days to get back up to speed, and I'm still only halfway there, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of good stuff. Still, I'm on my third week of cleaning my garage. That's another thing going on. Um, I clearly had a hell of a mess to work on. Um, yeah, you know, nothing really wild has happened this week. It's been, it's been pretty chill. Um, I don't really have much, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I was excited for this. I've watched this episode four times because mm-hmm. I've been so amped about this um digging all that and um yeah i honestly don't have much to talk about this. it's the first time ever i think that i've got no stories and nothing so maybe i'll take that as a win mm-hmm. and we'll mo- and we'll move on sure. i'm sorry I, i'm not i, I- <laughs> Yeah, I've got nothing this week. That's all right. It's okay. Well, I'm okay, I'm okay with it.
0: You had a, an auto theft on your street. That happened.
1: Oh, did, I, did I talk about that last week or no? No,
0: I think you just tweeted it out sometime this week, but yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Then I will totally talk about that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for giving me some materials. So yeah, one of my neighbors uh, had their car stolen, which was kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, it's like, there's been a big string of thefts in, in the Toronto area, and this one was clearly part of it. Um, poor lady because she's like the sweetest lady in the world. Her car only had 15,000 kilometers on oh. it. It's like a brand new CRV. She loved this thing to death and middle of the night. She's like, I put the thing. It's like, I put my car to sleep at around midnight and by 6am it was gone. Mm. Um, but funny, enough, know, interesting enough, we got a bit of an update. So we spoke to her this evening and uh, she's obviously devastated about the whole thing. But what she was told by the officers handling the whole situation <laughs> is that they're actually investigating a series of actual, um, auto shops, and I guess what they're doing is when the cars come in, they're assessing them, mm-hmm. they're replicating key fobs and things like that, and right. then literally just walking over and taking your car. So she's yeah. like, there was no even break in. The person had a key, a programmed key it, fob, a pro- yeah. programmed key fob, yeah. just um. walked up, boop boop. Got in, drove away. Like well, There's there's
0: a shortage of new cars right now. So, I mean, apparently, like last year anyway, I heard the first instance of, of somebody's car appreciating in value. Like somebody yeah. bought a, a Ford F-150 pickup for whatever they cost and mm-hmm. was able to yeah. sell it used a year mm-hmm. later for yeah. more than what they paid for because uh, yeah. there there's just no new cars in stock right now so
1: yeah it's absolutely wild and actually funny you say my 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 other neighbor was was kind of half joking about it she's like she might actually get more from insurance than her yeah. car's actually worth because of of the way the things mm-hmm. are these days Crazy. um wow. but yeah it was just kind of interesting. interesting thing we had cops canvassing the area looking for people with web ca- or the doorbell cameras and things of that nature but uh just sketchy man and yeah. it's so sad you see this shit yeah. people uh people are just shitty sometimes and uh, this was a example of that but you know yeah. no one got hurt and she'll get a nice new car out of it yeah our friend awesome she
0: had an issue with somebody trying to steal her catalytic catalytic, uh, catalytic converter twice in the in the same night so <laughs> it's crazy yeah, too. At, Yes. It's and uh, I mean, we've got a story of our own of our car being stolen out of our driveway, which I believe we we told in the past, so I won't do it again. But yeah, it sucks when that happens, especially when when it's in your own driveway, like you think well, at least it's at home, it's you know, no one's gonna be brazen enough to come and steal your car out of your own driveway, but
1: yeah. Well, I mean, my neighborhood particular, like my driveway is fine. I can actually probably fit six cars back to back mm-hmm. through the length of my. It's quite long, but majority of the the driveways in my neighborhood are one car driveways, right. and they're a, and and they're a step off the sidewalk. So yeah. it's not like you're going to any length to get to vehicles. Mm-hmm. It's right there,
7: mm-hmm.
1: and this is one of those examples. So
7: there's a lot of uh, platinum inside a catalytic converter. So oh, maybe yeah. somebody wants to get get some platinum for there their for yeah. their engagement ring. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is for uh, sure that's what's happening
0: nothing says uh, forever forever like had a Solved. little converter uh all right my week uh, i mean this past weekend we you know was canada day weekend so we had my cousin and his family over again Dude, as house that, guests. Was, that this was, was last was, week was past weekend
4: that was last week we talked about it already been there done that
0: oh no, we talked about they were coming now they've come and they've gone <laughs> Was oh, this pretty sure. It was past, this past weekend. It was this past weekend. Do the math, Tanya. Do yeah. the math. Get good. there oh, faster. Anyway, so there's that. The kids are now on summer vacation, which sucks because that's thrown our entire schedules off. They think they can stay up as long as they want, and it's fucking with everything else that so we we want to get done. Like watch Stranger Things, which is is uh is getting creepier and creepier. I'm loving oh it. Oh my god. Tanya, Tanya's not so much loving it, but I watch like the, this. Yeah, she watches <laughs> with her hand with her face covered. You. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I just started, uh, the first episode of umbrella Academy yesterday. Cause I'd finished, I'm, I'm caught up on the boys and, uh, so far. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know.
1: We'll what, see. What's it's your, only, so I, I just binged. So I was a late to the party on umbrella. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the first episode when it first came out and I liked it, but then just, I don't know what happened, fell off the yeah. wagon. Um, but in the last few weeks i binged all three seasons yeah. and what's your thoughts on it? I really enjoyed season one. Uh, season two is kind of uh,
0: different. Season yeah. three, kind of. That's the one when they're back in the sixties. I, I kind of enjoyed yeah. that. And so far, season you know the beginning of this one here. It's I've only watched. I'm only one episode in, so we'll All see right. what it's
7: like. Oh, it gets well, hold, hold. It gets Does better. it? Yeah, it gets better. I it's weird. It better for, it, it's, yeah, it's weird, but it's still. It's different. I don't know. Like if you compare it to strange, if you remove this nostalgia factor from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and just simply compare the writing and the innovation, and is this a an interesting different news story stuff like that it's definitely a think, different news um, story <laughs> no 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 yeah. like i'm saying stranger things no no i know i, I know. think it's very cookie cutter mm. you know exactly what's gonna happen i'm not putting it down by the way mm. i, no, I absolutely yeah. really enjoy strange but it's a it's a form. you know exactly what's an, around every mm. corner there's no surprises every it's just it's just the formula that's working yeah. so they're just continuing to repeat it mm. umbrella academy is different it's 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 written well. The mm-hmm. characters are interesting. I, I really and enjoy not, some of
0: the characters, like the Elliot yeah. Page's character. Um, yeah. That yeah. one actor, who's the British actor from The Misfits, I love him. He's great. The the the, the hippie guy. They're,
7: yeah. they're, the Klaus, they're all Klaus, great characters. Yeah, he's so good. And and for some reason, he reminds me of Matt. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I, and I I don't know why. There's just something there. Uh, but uh, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh anybody, you know, anytime you get to compare to a celebrity, it's a, it's a it's it's something fun you can do with. But I don't know, it's just it's 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 it stands on its own. It's not it doesn't it's not using like any gimmicks or anything like that. It's just well written yeah. and it's interesting, keeps you keeps you in there. Maybe it's not hitting the mark for you, Matt. But I'm just saying like No,
1: I, I enjoyed it. It just was it, I was not, I never expected to be on the journey where it took me. Like, I, I didn't know what to expect going but that's in. A good thing. And, well, yeah, it's but that's a good fine. thing. But I'm kind of like, wait, what's going on? Like, yeah. I'm at the point, I'm like, I'm I'm so all over. What's going on? It's definitely
0: um, a superhero story, but not tropey. Not, not, superhero. It's not, yeah, it's not, not trope at it's all. Tr- not tropey at all. It's a completely different yeah. take on superheroes. Uh, but that actor who plays whatever his name is, Klaus or whatever, I want to see <laughs> him in more stuff. I want, yeah. he's, he's so good. He's so good. He's
7: incredible. Yeah. 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 And maybe and that, you can. Unpack for me later why he reminds me of Matt, but uh, uh, maybe we can do a separate. Yeah, you'll have to.
0: That. We'll have to see about that, uh, yeah. Victor. Since you took over some of mine, uh, you can uh, finish off with your week.
7: <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Well, yeah my my week um, actually uh, some quantum entanglement with you and um, uh, Manesh. So this is Manesh. this is a guy that I worked with at Blueprint and oh, right. he he left and mm-hmm. then we needed to replace him. And that's where, uh, you know, you and I yeah. made first contact. Mm-hmm. And then later when I was at Mineris, mm-hmm. um we had an opening mm-hmm. and I actually reached out to Manesh because I had a previous uh, relationship and uh, it didn't work out. He ended up uh, moving to the States. Um, right. And and that's when right afterwards we spoke and, and then you landed the gig and yeah. we've been buddies ever since. So, um, it, it's, it's funny, the two of you are kind of entangled and you've, yeah, we've met never met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, why am, Oh, why am I talking about him? Yeah. So he, he came down here from Miami, um, and or we, up we, here, we yeah. went, whatever, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> espresso and, uh, and, and, whatever. and we yeah yeah and and uh, we went out and had a nice uh, dinner together and some drinks and I think that's when I caught up this cold but uh, oh, but it was uh, it was fucking, really cool getting wait together. a minute he
0: came up from Florida he didn't give you a yeah. cold he gave you fucking covid
7: Pro- probably probably but that's okay I'm uh, you know it's just gonna hit me just like a regular cold so I'm good with it
0: all right uh, Tanya, how's your week
4: <laughs> um, oh my week okay so tell
1: us about the show?
0: Everyone wants to know about the show.
4: Oh my gosh. I went to Toronto. I, I I left my bubble. I left my bubble. I went on the train. I, um, I was like motivated, uh, not medicated, but, uh, meditated. And I, I, I really, I, I, I did it. I was like, I was so excited with myself and, um, Oh, it was, it was, um, it, it was a, it was a challenge, um, but I took it on head on and, uh, yeah, I sat in a, a theater like just, oh my, it was full too. Um, way, to go,
0: way to go, Tanya from Aaron.
4: Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Um, yeah. So I went to, uh, we have a pre-Broadway show right now in Toronto. Off-Broadway. Uh, Off-Broadway. Pre Broadway. It's on its way. Oh, really? Um, we only get it for two months. Uh, it's called Anne Juliet. So it is uh, Romeo and Juliet, but it's Juliet's version. Um, so if Juliet didn't kill herself after Romeo, um, it's kind of like this uh, woman empowerment. And um, it, it turns out it was way bigger than that because I thought that that's the story and that's the direction it was going in, but it was all inclusive. It was, it was a phenomenal show. Um, it's a, it's, it was, it was just song after song, hit after hit. Um, and just something that you were dancing in your seat. Um, just feeling that like every, every, uh, Oh my gosh. I, I, I just wish I could get a script of it because the, the feeling that, uh, we had and oh amazing, amazing. We amazing couldn't do a table singers, read of
0: that script. We'd have to, you know,
4: Oh my gosh. No, no. The, the singers though, it it was like, it was that kind of feeling when the singers just start and then they hit those notes and they give you that shiver feeling of just like, wow, like just that's so, so unbelievably powerful. And it had everything. It had, it had like confetti coming from the ceiling. It had pyrotechnics. It had, and this was our daughter's uh, first time going to a live theater. Um, so that was a big, big deal. Um, and, uh, we had, we, we just had a great time. Oh my gosh. So much fun.
0: Chad said he's proud of you. Trace. Oh, Trace says, good job, Tanya. And you. low bones from Jeff, from Jeff.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was uh, it was something that I've been, um, what do we call it? My exposure therapy. Um, we've been doing little things here and there, trying to get me back out of the house and uh, uh, doing the things that we used to do before.
0: She's working her way up to the Duran Duran concert she's going to. Is, in oh, is, is exposure
7: therapy like exhibitionism? No,
4: it's nothing like
7: that, Victor.
0: Thank you for coming yeah. out.
4: No, clothes are still. I can on. see where
7: you think that, though.
4: <laughs> um, yeah, but it was it was a great show. So um, yeah, yeah.
0: You can tell by the by the tone in her voice that she really enjoyed it. Um, oh, so amazing, <laughs> Michelle. How's your week?
6: Oh, well, pretty good, pretty mm-hmm. good. It's been a busy week. Mm-hmm. Last week, just before the weekend, I was in Ottawa with uh, um, most of my siblings who converged upon Ottawa, mm-hmm. and uh, we hung out with my soon-to-be 97-year-old mom. Oh, wow. So that was a lot of fun. Happy and uh, m- mom made me cupcakes. Oh, and, oh yeah. love it. Yeah. Anyway, because um, my birthday was on Saturday. so I Oh,
1: oh. happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> and, and when you said most of your siblings, most people don't say a sentence like that. How many do you have?
6: I have uh, five siblings, oh, and wow. four of them were there. Oh, okay. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it was great. Little mini family reunion, love and it. Is, then, that, is, that uh, to, you, is that the first time?
0: Is that the first time you guys were all together in the last two years?
6: Um and yeah, pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, you know, some of us mm-hmm. on occasions and anyways, there was no particular reason. It's just one sibling was in Ottawa, so we right. all decided to nice. to meet up. At month and spread COVID around, maybe, but <laughs> um, hopefully not. And uh, today at work, we had fifty three high school students in. And we were teaching them all about blood stain patterns and <laughs> fingerprints. Wow. So they made a mess with fingerprint powders, and they made a lot of pretty pictures with sheep's blood. So it was a lot of fun.
1: Nice, yeah.
6: That's, and they were all just yeah.
1: coming up. back to Laurentian.
0: So were, were you already doing this before, like the whole CSI TV craze and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, long
6: before. Actually, so do you
0: find that? um, I mean, I. Uh, this is probably an obvious question, but is there just way more interest because of those shows now than there was before, like before it wasn't yeah. something people thought well, of doing and now like everyone wants to do it. Or well, not everyone, but certain. I
6: can't really speak to it. When I uh, got my first job, I worked in Toronto at the center of forensic sciences for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And that was uh long before CSI Quincy was kind of the only <laughs> okay. forensic type show okay, yeah. that had been around. Um, and I didn't know anything about forensics. I just lucked into that job, but mm um uh, but then the csi started to come out and the only forensic science program in canada i think at that point was at uft mississauga and now there's five universities in ontario that have forensic programs so a oh, lot of nice. universities have tried to pick up forensic science mm-hmm. As a degree program, mostly to get bums in seats, but it's sure. really, really good.
1: <laughs> well, well played.
6: Across, <laughs> across Canada and in North America in general, in the US as well. So, yeah, it's definitely popular. And um, we, uh, we haven't had too much trouble recruiting students. for I our bet. Program.
0: I bet. That's, I mean, it's a cool thing, right? Uh, or cool. I mean, you know what I mean? An interesting or fascinating uh, line of work. Were you, did you start the program in Laurentian and then were you like, from
6: No, around, oh. it was already here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they needed oh a God. biology. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Changed. Exactly. It's exactly so, what So tell doing. tell us about
0: this this pattern here. Uh, <laughs> Victor's background oh. is blood spatter. What can you tell us about this pattern, Michelle?
6: <laughs> um, I don't think it's real.
5: No, <laughs> totally not real. <laughs> well but,
6: um, It's There's up. some elements of it. <laughs> uh, the round drops are probably 90 degrees onto a floor.
0: Sure. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
6: But the, the little lines, and again, I have rudimentary knowledge, but um, <laughs> the lines, I'm not so sure what that is, maybe gravity. So I don't know exactly what that represents. But the little um, the stains that kind of have an elliptical pattern with mm-hmm. a tail on them, mm-hmm. that tail... Is the direction of movement of the blood as it hits the
0: surface? See, so, I was just joking around with saying and, and analyzing. I, I, know, I
1: love it. I'm like listening. I'm this totally enthralled. I know, right? I'm getting, I'm and now I'm ready it. to rewatch Dexter.
0: So my
4: yeah, <laughs> my question then, Michelle, is do you how so since you uh, live it and and work it, do you hate those shows then the CSI, <laughs> the Dexters, the the those types of um, crime?
6: I I like to watch them because they're entertaining. Oh, because- do you? Science is pretty bad,
4: mm-hmm. um, it is,
6: especially in the CSIs. They have the best, fanciest equipment mm-hmm. like we dream that we could have, but they use them for totally the wrong thing. And you <laughs> can get a, a DNA profile in 60 seconds on CSI. But right, right. It takes about a week to do that in real life. So.
0: Oh, um, and do, cool. you, do you like fucking around with them and like walk onto a crime scene with mirrored sunglasses and then you take them off and you say something really cool and and no, um, no you don't do any? No, no.
6: And we turn on the lights. so. <laughs> You know, we have bright lights and we make sure the lights are on so we're not working in the dark. It's right. a lot better. That way. That's
0: better. Oh, well, that's so yeah, practical. I don't,
6: I don't wear leather pants <laughs> or high heels or
0: anything
6: like that. So <laughs> Unfortunately, can't afford it.
0: <laughs> well done. Um, boy, I feel like, you know what a lot of cool. cops like is coffee, right? So I think maybe we should listen to a word from our sponsor.
7: <laughs> hey there. Wait, what are we doing again?
0: The sponsor read
7: oh okay wait we have a sponsor
0: yes it's eric
7: Oh, I know, Eric. He's a good guy. I know. Did you know he sells coffee? Yes, of course I... I think it's called diabolical coffee. Can we just... It's devilishly good coffee. You don't say. He also sells diabolically awesome swag. Terrific. He's got a roast for all tastes. Is that right? Yeah, you can order whole bean, coarse, standard grind, and espresso. Espresso, but whatever. Hey, uh, don't you and Tanya use K-cups? You know we do. I think he has those too. Wonderful. Imagine if... If we could use promo code like produce stand to get 10% off coffee or merch from his store. Yes, that would be cool. Wait a minute. I just had a brilliant idea. What's that? We should get Dive Coffee to sponsor the podcast. We should. Yes. Why have we never thought of that before? I give up.
0: Thank you, Diabolical Coffee, and thank you, Eric, for your support. And speaking of support, welcome to new Twitter followers. Terrence Powell from uh, New Brunswick. Lisa Vaders from uh, Ottawa. Gonzo Gaming Today from Purgatory, Oregon. Jolly Green Buddha from Eugene, Oregon. Laura uh, Capodale. uh, Lars. Will Smith Slap from Calabasas, California. (laughs) Uh, Driftmouth from Athens, Ohio. John M. Isaac Atchison. Louise uh, Riddle. Tad E. Dawson from Maryland, J- J- Jutsu Do or Do, uh, Hello Hello from Sanek, BC, Arsenal Stan account from Muskego, Was- Wisconsin, John T. Myers, the, the the Caleb Saunders, the Caleb Saunders, not just any Caleb Saunders, uh, Michael De Palma from New Jersey, Derek Lamb, Jojo from Reading or Reading, Pennsylvania, I forget how to say that one, yes, yeah, Stupid Dumpling, Andre, uh, Andrew from Indianapolis, Indiana, they are. Unvaliant uh, M- from M319, Andy Stifle from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, Chris McGinnis from York, Pennsylvania, The Kindred Context from Arkansas, El Supremo 64030, Alexander the Mediocre at Best from. <laughs> from Maine <laughs> That's good. Matt M from Oakland, New Jersey, TK from South Dakota, Darren McDonald from Brantford, Ontario, home of Wayne Gretzky, West G, Jared, uh, from, uh, From Pittsburgh, Phil Brown, Douglas Buck from Reno, Nevada, Thomas Dillman, Nancy Becker, Aaron from Lake Tahoe, uh, California, Kerry Gerber from Valley City, Ohio, Mad Scotsman, Ben Franklin, Dylan Playfair from Chill Zone. He plays Riley on Letterkenny. Uh, QAA27 from North of the Berg, uh, Mia, Brandon Lynn, Zane, brantford brown from indianapolis morgan from minnesota andrew and cody Sorlin from west fargo north uh, dakota thank you for following and hopefully for listening wow that was a mouthful previously <laughs> On letter, Kenny. Last week, we reviewed episode five of Shorezy, Hockey Brings People Together. That episode got a fresh rating from Victor, Tanya, and our guest, Britt and Mo, and a clearance from Matt and myself. Uh, according to our scientific Twitter poll, I didn't get the numbers from our scientific Twitter poll, but I'm pretty sure most of them gave it a fresh Uh, and we'll just leave it at that. This week, a recap and review the season finale. <laughs> it's giving up at this point. Eh?
4: <laughs> Very scientific.
0: Yeah. This week, we recap and review the season finale of Shorezy. Don't poke the bear. Uh, Matt, have you done your homework? I have. I've done my homework, uh, Victor. Have you done your homework? Tanya, have you done your homework? Yep. Michelle, have you done your homework? I have. All right then. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. We open the same way we opened episode one with an episode of questionable Call, sponsored by Bro Dude Energy Drink, hosted by Nick, uh, featuring Tessa Banum, Jay Ray, and the man they call Ra. Uh, they provide an update on their favorite dirty player.
2: Shorzy. Shorzy. Shorzy?
0: Fuck you, Shorzy.
2: Our boys had a busy few weeks up in the no-show. I don't doubt it, Nick. After losing 20 games, he publicly declared the team will never lose again. If they lose, they fold. So they folded? The Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs have won three straight, with one game remaining on the campaign. Yeah,
0: two's a streak. The panel take turns making fun of the Blueberry Bulldogs' new name. Uh, but then they get back to the plot of the episode.
4: So, if they lose the final, they fold. So, what happens if they win? I think the
2: question is, what happens if they never lose? They win a ship. They're in a doubleheader against first place. Sue St. Marie to run off the season, and they beat him up pretty good in Game 1. The Sue, they're always so good. mademoiselle. but the big story out of Sudbury is that they may have poked the bear. Don't poke the bear. The Sue were resting their big wheels for playoffs, but now... The big boys will play the season finale. Never poke the bear. Yeah, sometimes it's best to just let the big boys sleep. Yeah, no.
4: They may be the blue bolly bulldogs, but they're still from <laughs> Sudbury. Sudbury's as tough a town as you've ever been in. And Sudbury's loaded up in one three straight.
3: There's an impossible amount of good-looking girls in Sudbury.
2: Hit the showers on Ray. Respectfully. So, who's the bear?
0: And we cut to Sanguinette sitting in a hot tub, giving his best come hither look. Uh, Mercedes joins him. They flirt for a bit. And then Mercedes thinks back to the first time she saw Sanguinette. And we get an underwater flashback to the infamous Party Island Squeezer in Mosega Beach. The uh, camera continues to pan underwater away from the squeezer to reveal a floating turd. And we get the Shorzy logo. And that's the
1: cold open. Matt, what did you think of this cold open? <laughs> it was good. um I, I love. I mean, immediately, I love that they they went full circle with this. You know, it's how we started the series; this is how we're ending it. You know, they they did how they did in the first episode. They brought us in, got us up to speed. They did the same thing again. You did a little roundabout, had a few laughs, made fun of Andre a little bit, and uh and gave us a recap of what to expect and where we're at. So. Yeah, I mean it wasn't anything crazy, but I, I think it was appropriate. And um I, I generally enjoyed it. And then I what I was a little thrown off by and but I even liked it even more was the the sanguinette scene because I, I think it's the first time we've ever seen what I would call a two-part cold open. Usually it stays within one element, but to throw that in there is a little um you could almost call it filler, but it, it also um completed the story, right? Like we've always been wondering, did this happen? You know, what was the truth behind this? And you know, it kind of closed the gap. Any any questions we may have had about that whole situation, it kind of said, Oh no, that was all real. Here it is. Um, so we can laugh at it and enjoy going forward. So it it was fun. It was a good way to start the episode. Um, hit a lot of good points right out of the gate and loving to see Sanguinette getting uh <laughs> getting, getting, getting some fun, some fun in there. And, uh, good for him.
0: Do you, was, you, you don't think it was one step too far showing a floating turd? No,
1: <laughs> no not okay. at this point. <laughs> now they've already shown uh, Michael's dick. So, yeah, fair enough. um, yeah. a, a, you know, floating poo <laughs> feels like a step down. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, scal- they're, if anything, they're, they're scaling back.
0: Right. Right. A- AKA uh, code Brown at the great wolf, wolf Lodge.
1: lodge. <laughs> Brown is <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: this is fun. This is a funny, funny open. Uh, it occurred to me while watching this and 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 doing the notes for this that people may not know what a party island is um, and or may think that it's an island in the middle of a saga. And no, it isn't. It's these floating tiki hut kind of bars in the middle of the water that people can swim up to. You can rent them and have a party around, like in the water around them. And they they'll serve you drinks and you can just kind of float up to the bar. And like you would like at a, I guess, a swim up bar in a resort. But this is kind of out in the middle of the lake. So that's what Party Island is. Uh, so Party Island Squeezer. just How
4: you know. long have they had that? Uh, it looks
0: it looks like it's pretty new. Like I'm looking at a picture of them right now. And so they're, they're just like literally these floating. I don't think I've seen that. T- no, neither have I. So and, but, but mm. we don't really go to a Sega. No, much, we don't. Because so, uh, it's just one of those places that are too busy. You don't want to take kids to. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a fun scene, a fun kind of way to open up this uh, season finale. Victor, what do you think?
7: Well, first, let's do a, a, a correction Tuesday on you because Wasaga Beach is—you're um, right, very busy. But that's Beach One. They've mm-hmm. got five beaches, yeah, and if you're if you're at Beach Five, it's. <laughs> It's actually quite secluded, and yes. there's some very nice cottages you can rent where the, you've got yeah. the beach all to yourself. Agreed. And 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 it's really really nice, and mm-hmm. there's nobody squatting, uh, you know, doing any cold rounds next to you there. Either, yeah. You so. don't know that, no, no, because <laughs> all the stupid teen, all the stupid uh, teenagers and and those in their twenties they're yeah. not in there. They're partying at Beach One and Two.
0: Right, and in fact, so, last year it, was it last summer? We we went to a SegA a couple of times. We were like in those far further more oh, secluded we were, beaches. Yeah, we were, the yeah. The drummer from my old band has a cottage wasaga and yeah. right by one of those empty beaches so yes well
7: there you go yeah, yeah. so just you know for those that uh, are scared off by your comments it's actually <laughs> can be, there's some a nice areas out sure. there yeah. uh, like uh, uh goody said it's uh, wasaga is awesome um <laughs> Casey says,
0: Victor knows where you can take a a private aqua dump.
7: (laughs) There you go. Um, Yeah. So this, this cold open was, was good. Uh, And and Matt, I think you're right. Maybe there's others, but certainly in the letter verse, this is the one where, (laughs) um, uh, what is it? Where's my spatula? Oh,
5: it- oh, oh, oh. I just knocked wow. something over and hit a button. are toys now. I, I, I gotta <laughs> give you a blue spatula because we have now
0: got confirmation from Trevor oh, Risk it. himself. It's now from henceforward gonna be referred to as the Universe. It's what he has the keys oh, to the really? city?
1: Is that what's <laughs> is that what this yeah. is? Well, he's as
0: close to a letter of Kenny official as, as we've heard from and he and he likes universe, so that's what we're going uh-huh. with.
7: The universe. Yeah. All right. I, okay. But then you have to, it's all about the pronunciation. Yeah. It's like hard that. to fit it into a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I for me, I, 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 I do a petition on that one, but, um, uh, where was I, where was I going with it? <laughs> sorry. sorry. Uh, I, I know I my, interrupted sounds, you. Know, your no, it's, it's my, <laughs> so, my cold My, sound my sound yeah, Something about a hippo. Something about a hippo. Yeah. Hi- so, hippo and Rosega. So, yeah, hippo and Sega. I, I think we need more of those. But yeah, I think the, going to that last scene—it's I, I, Matt. I, I would, I would say it's complete opposite from a filler. I, it, it was a fill-in. It, it was, it was. I didn't dislike it. it, it, it. I loved in. it. It filled in and closed off mm-hmm. some very important questions that we all had. So I think that was I was I was just feeling sorry for that girl who was closest to the church because because <laughs> you know she's the one that would be the first one screaming when she turns around.
5: <laughs>
0: uh, you just gave Tanya visuals. Oh, she's all picked no. out.
7: That's what I was. I was actually picturing what happens like. Five seconds after they afterwards, <laughs> like you know, when when well, let's people, this is
1: with Sega that when the gets- water
7: is nowhere near as clear as they made it. <laughs> no, no, you're <laughs> so, yeah. right.
5: You were is not dirty. seeing
7: that turret, yeah, 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 it yeah. Is yeah. No, dirty. No, for sure. <laughs> thinking for it's sure. Fish. But, but that was that was a great scene. I, I really loved it. Um, and yeah, it was a good cold open. <laughs>
4: okay. Uh, I watched this completely different than all of you. <laughs> that's right. Um, this was uh watched um, with our son. <laughs> And so um we <laughs> questions were had. Yeah. Well, no, I was like, "Oh my god, where is this going?" So, okay, so the beginning, I was like, "Okay, blah blah blah. They're doing the whole, you know, uh, you know, um sports desk thing." I I I'm not, I'm not I wasn't I I was like, "Okay, been there, done that." I it, it was it that seemed filler in mm-hmm. kind of thing to me. I I wasn't too interested. I just but put then, in the
0: bookend to the as the, the soon the as
4: as soon as yeah. the whole hot tub scene started. I looked at Al, going, "Okay, where's this going?" <laughs> because I know he's already seen it, and our son is right there, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then when they panned over to the lake, and I'm like no, 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 no. Now I'm watching it with mom eyes and not my eyes anymore. And I'm like, where is this going? And then the next thing, you know, there's the turd. And that's when our son lost it. He just was killing himself laughing so hard. And I'm looking at Al going, you should have warned me on that one that that was happening. So, yeah.
0: News for you Owen was laughing during the squeezer scene as well. <laughs> I, <laughs> a boy.
4: I, I, he
0: is aware. He's 15 years
7: old. He is aware.
4: <laughs> I, I was like, uh, no. So, it kind of took away the fact that we were watching with him. And I was like, uh, that's not.
7: So are you saying the turd was more awkward than the squeezer?
4: No, no, no. As soon oh, as they, okay. the hot tub, just the hot tub, because I was like, where is this going? And then the and then it panned over to the lake. And then I knew exactly where this was going. And then, no, all of all, it was very <laughs> uncomfortable from there forward.
5: <laughs> so but were you
1: happy for Sanguinet? she couldn't allow
4: herself to be
0: happy for Sanger because my, my son was sitting beside her.
4: No, no, no. (laughs) Now we know what
0: Victor felt like watching Mother Kenny with his 16 year old back, uh, back when we started this whole thing.
4: Yeah. I, I went from watching it with just like my interpretation of it to watching it as mom eyes going my children. I don't want them seeing this stuff. And then the turd coming by and it was just like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. But of course they did, because it's shorzy mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Michelle, what did you think?
6: Well, I really enjoyed the callback mm-hmm. to uh questionable call.
5: Yeah.
6: Um, I noticed that Anick was in her white turtleneck and a mini skirt, so that's kind of a theme for the powerful women. Well, maybe in, in the show.
0: Oh yeah. Good, good call. Um, Cause Nat's always I in that. The, uh, yeah.
6: They were all the jazzy with about the Sudbury blueberry bulldogs. And <laughs> I just, anyway, I, I really appreciate that. Mm. Um, when I was in Pueblo, I played hockey on a women's hockey team.
0: And wow, we were, we're learning Pueblo- so much about you, Michelle. You're so I cool.
6: <laughs> we were the, the new Pueblo- Dennis. Yeah. And our, our uniforms <laughs> were that baby blue and orange. Mm. Um, so I, I, I feel their pain. With respect to the blueberry bulldogs and the right. ugly uniforms. So I Well, they're kind of ugly, but mm-hmm. anyway. And, um, yeah, and that turd in the water, I mean, scenes of Caddyshack. And <laughs> anyway, it was just, it was stupid and silly, but I liked it. Awesome. So <laughs> it was funny.
0: All right, cool. We're going to go on to scene one. We open uh, still on black screen and with Hitch saying a few words. Well, if we lose the game, we lose the team. There's nothing you can do about it.
2: nobody. It's all gotta be.
5: Uh,
0: then we cut to Shorzy at work, reffing the high schoolers and trading their usual chirps.
1: Undefeated in three, bud. Taking a page out of the Bulldogs book.
3: Oh, look at you, Liam. You put the cute in Accutane. You worried you poked the bear? Who's the bear? Sue the is so good. The Sue poked the bear when they dressed a team of call-ups against a team on a win streak. You weren't on a streak. Two's a streak, you bozo. The second
2: was a disqualification.
3: Yeah, well, they don't ask how, they ask how many. Just cut the lip. Yeah, cut the lip, pimple stiltskin. You'll get a breakout. <laughs>
0: Uh, scene two. Cut to Shorzy and Sanguinette sitting in the stands of an empty arena. Sanger is wondering why Shorzy didn't chirp one uh, one guy last game. Shorzy's confused. Of course he did. Sanger meant on his own team. Uh, Shorzy didn't give any of his own teammates a hard time, which is very unlike him. Shorzy is very concerned with the fact that Sanger is sitting in the seat right next to him in the this empty arena. Sanger continues with his point undaunted. The point is, Shorzy didn't chirp one guy on his team, and this still and they still got a decent result.
3: Decent. Big dub. Big W. Real big W. Real big dub now. All the boys firing. The useless played like. Useful. Well, wouldn't go that far.
2: Your leg is touching my leg now. Positivity's <laughs> the superior motivator, my man. I think you're learning.
3: Give your balls a tug,
2: tit fucker.
0: Scene three, cut to Laura Moore interviewing Nat in her office. They talk about Shorzy for a bit. Nat asks Laura if she's still pushing up, if he's still pushing up on her. Laura admits that the consistency is kind of charming. Uh, Nat admits that she has a soft spot for him. Uh, he could step on a landmine and talk his, himself out of it. But Nat's soft spot isn't just for Shorzy.
6: It's not just him. It's hockey
4: players. Why? Take losing so personally. They don't just accept blame for a loss. They claim it. They take that burden off of their teammates. I fucked up,
6: I cost us the game, I need to be better. But when they win, it's never personal. They never take credit, they never say I, they share it. In other sports, it's me, 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 but in hockey, it's we, it's a team.
4: You trying to write the piece for me?
6: (sighs) They can be irritating at times and over the top, but they're dumb, ugly. They're sluts, but there's a humbleness there and a responsibility, I respect it. If it's a loss tonight, will you take responsibility? If we lose,
4: we fold. Even if it's a packed barn? We do what we say we're going to do. You already printed it, didn't you? Not a problem.
0: Scene four, Shorzy arrives at his apartment. Hitch and Dolo are hanging, hanging out. Shorzy comments on, on the strong smell of weed, but Hitch and Dolo look at Shorzy with amused expressions. Shorzy's about to ask them why, when he hears a woman moaning from the, one of the bedrooms. Shorzy asks who it is. They don't know. Big Sexy adds his two cents. Uh, Then Hitch and Dolo can't answer Shorzy's question. He decides uh, to just walk in on Frankie under the guise that he's (laughs) doing a Krispy Kreme run. Uh, Frankie swears (laughs) at Shorzy to get the hell out. Shorzy comes out all wide eyed and excited. He didn't recognize the woman. It wasn't Laurence. She's super fucking pretty. She's, she's super fucking hot, a bit young for his taste. Uh, suddenly there's a knock on the door. It's Laurence looking for Frankie. The sluts panic. Every time Laurence knocks big, uh, sexy replies with a,
5: this is no, so- that's
0: not it with this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Laurence calls out Shorzy to open the door, then Dolo and Goldie. And, and then he calls out, uh, she calls Hitch uh, the twelve-inch cunt. He's been called worse. Shorzy finally opens the door.
2: Where's JJ? Get back Who said that? Big Sexy. Where's JJ? Get back Go easy, Big Sax. Look, I know he's in there with Lisanna Okay.
3: Oh, Nadeau. What colors
5: her hair?
6: How do you know? Because her Range, ro- because her Range Rover is parked out
3: front. Sold up, JJ. Dick fucker. Hey, taiole big sexual. Big sexual?
5: <laughs> just in the <laughs> Just
0: uh Big big, Sexy's uh, timing is perfect in that scene. Uh, just then, the door to the other bedroom opens and out of it emerges Goody and Alice, the dancer from the Colson. Alice leaves and then the door to the other bedroom opens and from it emerges Lissandra Nadeau. She sees Laurence, apologizes, saying that she's a big fan of both her and Frankie. Then Frankie comes out of the bedroom, uh, causing Laurence to storm out. She comes back to let Frankie know that he should go collect a Siamese cat because she's going to leave it outside the front door. Frankie goes after Laurence. Shorsi comments, how having a Siamese cat is cultural appropriation. Uh, all right. So production note here. Uh, I've never thought about looking this up, but Shorzy's apartment is above a live music venue called The Grand. Uh, have you ever been there, Michelle?
6: Uh, not inside. No, but yeah. I've walked by it many a time.
0: Yeah. So the grand is a landmark theater in Sudbury's downtown. Now they hit, they are hailing themselves as the hottest club in the North. They have a lot I've of... been there. Oh yeah.
1: I know exactly. Yeah. It's a club inside and mm-hmm. it's like an old theater and there's a bar right in the center of the yep. room. You can still see the stage.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah it's I've a really there. cool looking
0: venue. They get, they get a lot of big acts playing there. Um, the other production note, in this episode, there's two bands on the marquee for the grand. The Friday band is the A-Pets, a scrappy all-girl rock garage uh, psych-pop trio from Sudbury. And actually, Michelle, that that poster you shared, uh, what's that, that music festival that's happening in Sudbury?
6: It's called Up Here.
0: Up Here. The A-Pets yeah. are on that... On that poster. So they're, they're a known Sudbury local band and the Saturday band is called Bro- uh, Brokowski and there are a pair of DJs and producers from Sudbury. Uh, now I want to go back and look at all the other bands on the marquee and, and look them up because they're all actual bands. So that's pretty cool. But uh, none of these two are on, are in the soundtrack for Shorzy, which is so maybe it's like not something they do on purpose. It's just whatever bands on the marquee that day is what they shoot. So scene five, at the hockey rink of the Bulldogs game against the Sioux, Shorzy and Sanger call the gyms for a pregame discussion.
2: All right, Jim. Yeah, Jim. All right, Jim. What's up, Sanger? What's going on, buddy? You guys have been huge for us. Helped us swing momentum, change the course of the game. You've been instrumental these past three Doves.
3: And he means it. You've been critical, Jim.
2: Yeah, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Thanks a lot, I Really appreciate it. <laughs> but the Sioux are addressing their studs tonight. Priority is to run them up, not fill them in. So I'll largely be parking you.
3: See awesome. you, Jim, we know our old boys. Jim, love our old boys. Jim, when the boys need us, we'll be there. Fucking Jims are such fucking, fucking
0: beautiful. beautiful. How to get so All the time, you know, they're so some...
3: good. Just Christ wait. Hold, hold on a second. Drive first... me fucking crazy.
0: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh shorzy turns to the sluts uh, minus frankie who are each riding one of the exercise bikes it's annoying shorzy he asks them to quit it uh, they're interrupted uh they're interrupting a bit of a moment but the moment is done anyway besides sanger loves to see the sluts getting their blood flowing so shorzy turns his attention to the bikes uh they're interrupted interrupted by megan who asks uh, where frankie is sanger says he's running late shorzy adds because banatees move slow Sanger assures the girls that Frankie will be there. The girls uh, summon Shorzy to Sanger, uh, and Sanger to Nat's office. Next scene. Uh, cut to Shorzy and Sanger in Nat's office. Uh, Nat wants to present Shorzy with his latest team sweater. Shorzy starts off with uh, what new embarrassing sponsor they now have. A Z unfurls the sweater to reveal a Captain C for Shorzy, and this makes Shorzy cry. Uh, N- Nat congratulates <laughs> the new captain, but if they lose, they fold. Scene seven, Shorzy and Sanger leave Nat's office. Uh, They're wondering where the hell JJ is. Uh, Shorzy's afraid JJ chased Laurence all the way back to Quebec. Sanger suggests promoting Fish to Shorzy's line. He's proven himself. Uh, They both argue over who who gets to tell Fish he's on the top line. Uh, Shorzy loses the argument.
3: Hey, Fish, you got a dip? Nope. That's going great. You're playing with me and Goody. Why? Who fucking cares? Shorzy. Just till JJ gets here. Where's JJ? Oh, you can't find him right now, which is a bit embarrassing. He's big as the moon, but... (laughs) Asshole, don't <laughs> just do sacrificing sacrifice in your body for the boys out there, paying the price. It's almost like you love
0: winning. No, I hate losing. This answer impresses Shorzy and Sanger. Scene eight, the Bulldogs are back in the dressing room for their pregame pump up ritual. Uh, ready because you're going. Uh, Shorzy gets introduced to the, as the team captain, so he's ready. Uh, and then
2: there's Michaels. Yeah! And hey Michaels, sorry I got a squeezer from your sweetie off the side of a party island with Sega Beach, buddy. I think she was yours all along, buddy. You ready? I always, Sanger. her. You're going! Yeah!
5: the yeah! finale, boys! Let's run them
0: up! And scene 9Q, the musical montage number one. The arena is about a quarter full. This is pleasing to Megan Zeke. Everyone's there, including the Pol- Polichetti brothers, Liam and Cody, Benny and Remy. Even Laura Moore is there. And for once, she's not pouring a drink from her flask. Uh, Nat sits in her office. She seems too nervous to actually watch the game. Scene 10, Benny and Remy give their pregame prognostication. The Bulldogs are good, but there's no JJ. Cut to the game. The Sioux score early. Liam and Cody note that the Sioux are still fucking good. Uh, Then they score again. This time, Laura Moore comments on how fucking good the Sioux are. They score a third goal, and the crowd begins shaking their heads in disappointment. Shorzy breaks his stick in frustration. Uh, Up in the booth, Remy is drinking on the job. First period ends with the Bulldogs down three zip. Uh, uh, Scene 11. Cut to the dressing room during intermission.
3: Fucking sorry, guys. It's not your fault, Michaels. We're letting them pepper you. These guys are so fucking good. Holy fuck. Tab. Max, Jesus. 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 Boys, you can't score goals if you don't shoot the puck. Shoot the fucking puck.
0: Next scene. Second period starts with the Bulldogs actually shooting the puck as per Shorzy's pleas, but the Suze tendy is stopping every shot directed at him. Uh, Shorzy starts a skirmish by snowing the Suze tendy and gets a two-minute... Minute penalty upon which the Sioux score in the resulting power play, making it 4 0. Everyone in the arena is irate. Shorzy and Sanger start arguing on the bench over what to do. Sanger suggests sending in the gyms. Shorzy says it'll just lead to more penalties and more Sioux goals. They need goals. The Sioux score one more before the period ends, making it 5 0. The horn blows and everyone
2: reacts. They poke the bear. Poke the bear. I'll poke the bear. On joue avec le feu. Don't poke the bear.
0: Scene thirteen in the bulldogs dressing room. Everyone's quiet except for Shorzy, who's loudly and violently throwing up in his stall. Sanger walks in and motions for the sluts to join him in Shorzy's stall. Shorzy asks what the, where the fuck Frankie is. Sanger tells him frankie's in Quebec. He's not coming. This seems to deflate Shorzy further. The sluts. Uh, then start speaking quietly among each other in Shorzy's stall. We can't hear what they're saying. All we hear is Shorzy saying no. Uh, but finally, with the flush of the toilet, the sluts meeting ends and they emerge from Shorzy's stall. Shorzy comes out uh, last and with encouragement from Sanger, relays the new plan.
3: We're not beating the Sioux tonight.
2: Sue are so fucking good.
3: So sue aren't that fucking good. You just... Run into a hot goalie. Michaels, you stood on your head. Yeah, Michaels had more shots in two periods than most guys get in two fucking games. You're playing like, buddy. But you're playing like. Joujou hockey sincere en tabarnak, my Michaels. Give it up. We can't just lose. It's the last game in this barn. Gotta win something. It's the Bulldogs' last game in this barn. We gotta give them a show.
2: So, boys. Let's give them the fucking lumber. We're winning that physical battle, boys. If you can't run them up... If we can't run them up...
3: Boys, let's just give them the fucking lumber out there. <laughs> One period to make their lives hell.
2: Jims, they're not going to want to go. Not worth the risk. They've got playoffs up the road. So your job is to score us the goal. The rest of the boys are going to make room for you guys out there for a change. Because you guys are scoring us the last goal in Sudbury Bulldogs history.
3: Well, what do you think, Jim? Yeah. Jim...
2: Yes. Jim. Sounds good, Shorty. Should be fun. Thanks, Jims.
3: Boy, I fucking love winning. Fucking hate losing more. Got a dip. Hurry up, fish. Last game in this barn. Let's give him a show, boys. Let's give him the fucking lumber.
0: And musical montage number two starts. The third period begins. Shorty charges at at the Sioux goalie and begins an on-ice brawl. The crowd starts to get into it. Laura Moore even smiles. Sanger and me share a moment staring at each other through the crowd. The Bulldogs' penalty box is full of sluts. They're all in it, and they're all laughing and cheering along with the fans behind them. The crowd is loving the show. Even Benny and Remy are high-fiving in the booth. The Polichettis are, well, they're doing what they always do, but with a little more vim and vigor. Uh, During uh, the very next face-off, Fish takes a shorty-worthy swing of his stick at the Sioux's opponent uh, leg and starts another brawl. Nat's in the office staring at the wall of photos. One photo in particular features her, her mom, Shorzy, and herself. Uh, Shorzy's uh, holding a black Sharpie marker, and both Nat and her mom both have one of their teeth blacked out to look like Shorzy. Uh, So production note there, the woman in the photos uh, posing as Nat's mom is Louise Bergeron. She's a longtime set director on on Letter Kenny. Set decorator, sorry. So still in the montage, Nat leaves her office and walks to the ice. She uh, gets... They're in time to see one of the gyms finally score a goal on the Sioux. It's now 5-1. Nat notices the crowd having a great time regardless of the score. Benny and Remy have so much fun that Remy removes his toupee like a hat and starts waving it around in the air. Uh, back on the ice, the gyms score a second goal, making it 5-2. But time runs out on the game, and that's the final score. The Bulldogs take the ice, and the fans all come down to the glass to show the team their, their appreciation. Nat, Zeeg, and Meager helped onto the ice to join their team and face the crowd. Despite the loss, the crowd is giving them an ovation. Uh, Nat stands there, taking it in with, with her hand on Shorzy's shoulder. Uh, scene 14, cut to the dressing room. The players are all having their game sticks while on the phone with their parents. Uh, Shorzy's stall is empty. Uh, scene 15, in the workout room, Shorzy and Nat sit across from each other. Nat, asks, uh, Nat says, fuck you to Shorzy. Shorzy responds with a very subdued for what. Uh, Shorzy knew the deal and now Nat has to do what she said she was going to do. Shorzy says nothing, just sits there looking at Nat. Nat asks him what he wants her to do. It seems she's looking for some way out of this deal, but the Sioux are so fucking good. They got thumped, and Shorzy still thinks you can beat them. Again, Shorzy says nothing. Nat asks him how. Again, nothing from Shorzy. But now we get a flashback to the sluts conference in Shorzy's stall before the
2: third period. Where the fuck is Frankie? Quebec. He's not coming. Ugh. Shorzy, we've got a new plan for this period. We all plays like you out there, my son. What? My full team is Shorzies. Real dirty. Let's get all the goddamn boys running around. Leave a motherfucking impression. Finish song it It's a
3: bit late for making a fucking impression, boys. There's no fucking room out there anyway.
2: Hit them enough and they'll stop going where you gets hit. Chop them enough and they'll stop going where you gets chopped. Bet that gives us a lot more room out <clears> there <throat> next game.
3: What are you talking about, next game? Don't be a fucking idiot. We've got a hot tender.
1: Let's let the league know if your tender's hot. We'll run him through the back of the fucking net.
2: What are you fucking... It's too fucking late. For this game, let's get him in playoffs.
0: Uh, production note this is the first time Dolo speaks in perfect English other than the time he was quoting Shania Twain lyrics in uh, episode 1 back to Shorzy and Nat in the workout room Nat reminds Shorzy of the deal if they lose they fold Shorzy reminds her that that was when she only had one guy on the team telling her they'd never lose again now she's got 16 of them in that dressing room and a barn full of fans who can't wait to see it you
6: think we can beat them those guys are so fucking
3: good It won't be the same team after that period no fucking way. They wanted nothing to do with the gyms. We'd have Frankie back next game. This was was so fucking good. But they do not like the lumber. You know what you get in the playoffs? The lumber. You get that high heat. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, fuck yeah.
6: Well, what are you going to do differently? Me? Oh my god. Huh? You say the boys are going <laughs> to play like you, but the chirping and the lumber and the running around have always been your game. So if I keep this team going, how are you going to raise your game? What are you going to do differently?
0: Shorzy looks over at the weights in the workout room. Cut to a snowy Sudbury night. The streets are empty except for a crowd of hockey players jogging down the main street. Uh, They're joined by a large group of fans and then we fade to black. And that's it. That is the season finale of Shorzy season one. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. That's right. Got lots of comments in the live stream. Uh, Gord saying, you know, he lost it in the scene where where all the players were were on the phones to their parents. Uh, that how how perfect the song selection was in that last scene. I wish I'd written down the the name of the song. I, I I that's a miss on me. But anyway, it was a beautiful song. Perfect. True. It's true love. True love. Uh,
1: oh my god! I had the name too. Yeah. I added it to my playlist immediately.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great uh, song. Anyway.
1: Tobias Gesso Jr.
0: Oh, that's right. It was Tobias. I should have remembered that one. Um, Matt, first impressions.
1: Oh my God. Um, I don't even know where to start. So I made a ton of notes, and like I said, I watched this episode I think four times, which is big for me. Um, I just so let me. I'm gonna lead with this. This is an award winning episode on so many levels. The I'll start with the the way they told the story, the the pacing, the buildup of everything around this episode leading up to the big hockey montages um, was so brilliant. Like they, again, from the kickoff with the cold open, bringing that full circle again, take it or leave it. But I thought that was really smart. I like how they did that. They brought us back to where we started and what we kind of were used to. Then they kick off and they're they're kind of retouching with all the different characters, closing a couple story points. I think the uh, Laura Moore and Nat scene was one of the most important ones in the whole episode um, where Nat's going on about how she loves hockey players and why. And and I, and I got to give a big applause to, to was it Camille Sullivan, who plays uh, Laura Moore. I think she is so believable mm-hmm. um, in her. Deli- she doesn't she hasn't been given a lot of lines but her delivery and, and how she does it is so natural and point. effortless. Yeah. Na- yeah. It just, it just feels real and and I love her for it. And I think she fits so well. So I think that scene was such an important, powerful scene um, as, as and the music in the background was setting this tone. So none of the scenes were long. So a lot of times you have these really long scenes to drag out the first 15 minutes of this episode were a series of short little intervals mm-hmm. of story to get you. Close this, close that, set this up, set that up. And then the last 15 minutes of the episode were the hockey game and the, and the finale. So they they did a really good job of using their time because it's longer than what a lot of episodes do. I think it was 30 minutes or something like that. And they don't mm-hmm. normally go the full 30. Um, but I thought that was really great. And then when you get into the hockey um, sequences, holy shit, um, Trace and I were chatting a bit earlier and, and I completely agree with him. He said, this is some of the best shot hockey We've seen in television movie, you name it, um, in a very long time. Like it's it's so tight, it's so on point. Um, and and really gotta applaud Butchery and the team there for putting this together in the way they did. It's just it's it's magnificent. Um and then and then you get to that. That big moment at the end, their locker room, right where he's puking because normally he doesn't puke. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's taking his, his dumps between periods. This time he's puking. It's got to him. He's overwhelmed. Um, fuck Kiso, you brought it, man. And <laughs> there's little there's little nuances in that scene even before he starts saying what he's seeing, or as he's building up that really caught me. Um, from a, even from a technical standpoint, if you're watching closely, there's one little moment as he's getting up or about to get up, and they're cutting to the different players and they're all reacting to holy shit, what's going on? Why is he doing this? What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. And then even they cut to um, Fish for a second. And when they cut to him, he's out of focus. But then very quickly, he comes into focus. And just little moments like that from the editing perspective, it creates that suspense and that and that emotion that's being built up in that room. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like hook, line, and sinker. And then you get Kesa sitting down, Shirley sitting down, and, and he just does his little spiel about, you know, it's giving the lumber, Yo, if you weren't like, like he brought up the fields and nothing in, in the, in the universe has mm. done that so far. <laughs> Have they really been able to tap into the fields? I think they, they make us laugh our asses off. We appreciate what's going on, but to really create this, this feeling of like connection with everything that's going on. I, I, I just, I can't applaud this episode enough. Mm. I was, I loved it. And then that song at the end, you don't expect it. Um, but it set the tone of what they were doing. It was, this is why I've always talked about, I'm not a big sports guy and I will stand by that. You won't find me sitting down watching a hockey game on TV or a whole baseball game or a whole baseball game. Yeah. You name it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you give me a sports story Mm -hmm. like this. You've got me every damn day. I will watch it on repeat because I want to know all the, everything that's going around it. And I so appreciate it. And I think what I love most is, you can and I've seen other people comment online and in our chats and they is I, this really felt like uh, uh, almost like Kiesel's love story and, and the team's love story to, to hockey and, and a tribute to Sudbury and everything and um, they've, they've accomplished what they came out to, to do and I just yeah I just I can't find a gap in this one I'm mm-hmm. so happy with it um, it really it really was just an extraordinary episode and I, and I applaud them for it that's my initial thoughts <laughs>
0: Well, um, I'll put you down as undecided then. Uh, So I'll uh, I agree with uh, with everything you say there. I will say this, that last hockey scene borders borders on overly dramatic. (laughs) No, just just. Almost, but it it didn't, (laughs) it, it, it it in just, and I love, I love, I love, I love that last scene with, with Shorzy and Nat in, in the workout room where they do their whole thing where she says, fuck you. But the way he, the way he, and, and somebody mentioned in the live stream too, the way he says for what, and it was just deflated, just everything in just those two words. He he was defeated, deflated, just out of answers and out of, you know, smart talk. He, he had nothing else to say. Um, uh, I love the little touch of, uh, that, that picture. Uh, uh, I know YYZ said that he lost it when, when, uh, when the players were on the phone to their moms in the, in the yeah, locker it's room. It's so good to me. The the moment is, is that picture of Shorzy, Nat and her mom, and, and he's yeah. got the Sharpie and Nat and her mom had their teeth blacked out to look like Shorzy. That picture shows how close they were with the mom yeah. and it, yeah. it kind of brings everything full circle and, and explains why, you know, Nat is the way she is everything. Like it's all about making mom proud uh and the memory of mom and the fact that Shorzy knew mom and, and they were that close and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great episode. I love the music selection. I love the, the shot selection. We now understand uh, a little bit more about Frankie. Now, now the question is: Did you know? Did he kind of sabotage this on purpose? Is this finally the comeuppance we were kind of hoping to see? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, or what? Like, why? You know, he just left the team. He just deserted the team. So that'll be that'll make for an interesting season too When whenever that happens, the only other thing I could even quibble about is the fact that, of course, there's still playoffs. It's a fourteen team league. There's still playoffs. So this whole time, did they? did not think they were going to fold before playing the playoffs. Of course not. They're going to play the playoffs. Um, so this isn't the last game in Sudbury. Uh, there's going to be a playoff game in Sudbury, maybe at least one, uh, even though they were, they were like the, the, the last place team. So chances are whoever they play is going to have home ice advantage. They're still going to play at least one game. I think unless it's, it's uh elimination like single elimination, they're probably going to play a best of two out of three or whatever. Anyway, so that was kind of like, uh, you know, they they brought it, brought it up to this climax. But, yeah, there's still the playoffs. They still have something to prove or something to resolve.
1: So it was that part there well, was, you know. You, you say that, but, I mean, I don't you know, we don't know the intention. I mean, Nat always said, you lose again, we fold. Like, she was prepared to fold mid-season before, right? So now he knew we lost this game. We're going and we're going to lose this game. She's, they say they, they, they do what they say. Yeah. Therefore they're shutting down. But,
0: but you can tell that scene in, in the workout room, Nat is looking for a way out of this deal. She's, she's begging yeah. Shorzy with her eyes, help me out of this deal. What can we do? What can we say? And he's like, not like nothing, but we'll get them in the playoffs. Like we can beat the Sue uh, and you know, we'll have Frankie back. Although that's questionable whether they'll have him back, but uh, it, it was just kind of like they, 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 Pumped it all up to this point, but yeah, there's still the playoffs. So I don't know. I, overall, I still love the episode and, and I'm I'm probably just nitpicking at those two little things. But if there was anything that I'd nitpick on this episode, it would be those two things. Victor?
7: Yeah, really more, more of the same. I think uh, Matt is a little too gushy over this one. Uh, I, it was definitely a good episode. Okay. Uh, and um, again, just so much and so little, like even 30 minutes. It's still just 30 minutes. Right. I mean, uh, uh, there's not a lot of time and it felt like we had so much in this episode. So, again, more of that consistency. But I can certainly nitpick at things as well. I mean, they kept going on about how Michaels was doing so great and uh, with all of the great Hockey shots that you talked about, they didn't show Michaels make a single save. Yeah. Single yeah, one. that's a
0: good point. Cause I'm like, if, if they want to show Michaels is like, um, and I love how the team was rallying behind, especially Shorzy was like, Michaels, yeah. that wasn't your fault. It would have been good for them to show him make a few saves. Yeah. You're right. Yeah.
7: Yeah. And I get it. They need to edit it down yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. It just, it just, it wasn't consistent. What we saw was not consistent with what right. was being said. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's definitely something that for me, that's a gap. Staying with Michaels. Mm -hmm. um i was hoping that we get some sort of a resolution to that whole goofy uh uh nicknaming that we had for him it's (laughs) to this and that we've now finished the season i still know what the hell that was about right with all these oh you he always hits the mark or or, i think it's just
0: a running gag right
7: yeah yeah i I get it i get it but i guess i don't get it um so whatever it's like just one of those things that it was going to be something, and then it turned out to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 exactly like same thing. Like the whole point of this climax was: are they going to win? Are they going to lose? And then they're going to fold. And you knew you knew they're not going to fold, right? Yeah. Uh, but but the point is, it was so easy to not fold at the end, right? So, mm-hmm. and I'm not faulting them for it. It just it made the whole climax a little anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, staying with Frankie, that's another kind of gap, right? That just that whole storyline was so, um, like it, it almost felt fillerish, right? Because it was insignificant. <laughs> he was Frankie, was not in any way except that first game, right? He he did contribute, but he wasn't, you know, and uh, I, did he get the game stick? I can't remember. Uh, but but he was important, but he wasn't, it was the whole yeah. team that came together, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he just seemed insignificant to the story. And French, Francois. Frenchie Leboeuf,
0: La, uh, Laurence, you mean? Laurence, yeah,
7: thank you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Laurence Leboeuf, uh, Frenchy Leboeuf. <laughs> okay.
1: okay,
0: yeah, yeah, you need this there. Oh, you need more than that. Yeah.
7: <laughs> so. Actually, I I like, I don't know, like she she again, she she seemed even that scene like, you know, uh, uh, Dick sexy stole that whole scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. You know, like she just didn't seem that important or significant. And even her kind of reaction was so like, a bit anticlimactic. I thought <laughs> that was going to be a little more, bit more interesting. Um, can
1: I, sorry, can I quickly jump in on, on, yeah, on the please. on the JJ thing? So I, I know I talked about this last week, too, where I felt like his whole storylines felt very insignificant. And and I do believe that there's, it feels like a big ass setup for season two, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of things are doing. I only wish they would have given uh, JJ more screen time or more. If this is where they're going and there's this big Quebec never forgets thing, and they're going to create some big, you know, story in season two. I wish they would have given him more screen time than, than just sort of moments scattered amongst it all. Cause it just felt um light mm. so to then what i expect to be something bigger in the future so just again nitpicking there but that is it felt it felt light to also, me also there's no
0: evidence that he's even smart enough to to come up with some kind of scheme like this like i f- i figured like something like this would have had to have been laurence helping him do this and from what we've seen unless this is all like one major setup and she was in on it and so was uh uh what's her name lissandra lissandra unless all three of them are in it to fuck schorzy over it during the most important game who knows like yeah that could be that's possible uh because they do kind of they do make a big deal uh in season episode one or two when we first meet laurence where it's forget uh quebec never forgets forgets. right so (laughs)
1: So which is knows. funny enough, I, I I looked at it, So apparently, mm-hmm. um, Quebec's motto is "I remember." Oh, je me souviens.
0: Je me souviens. That's I remember. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Well. So, uh, so who knows? Maybe you yeah. know what? The
6: plains of Abraham. <laughs> yeah. It
0: it could All be. Right. It could be that this is just one big thing that all three of them are in on because you're right. Otherwise it does seem, he seems too dumb for this. The yeah. The whole Lissandra, uh, the the whole love triangle seems weird. I don't know, but um,
7: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Frankie's right up there with a, a uh, <laughs> brothers. So I, 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 and you know, not no offense to them, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, so I think there's definitely gaps. So I've just really talked about the gaps, right? <laughs> Cause <laughs> I think you and Matt have already talked about all the great uh, parts of, about this episode. I'm just saying, I don't think it was as perfect and blemish-free as Matt made it out to be. That's all. And then the final scene, like with with the, uh, um, uh, it reminded me of uh, all the Dave's in the world music video. If you remember that one,
0: you mean all um, the, these are the Daves I know.
7: These, these are the days. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, uh, for our American <laughs> friends who probably have no idea what that is, Kids in the Hall. They,
0: they might there. know Kids in the Hall. Our listeners, yeah. Know. But
7: but but the music video itself, yeah. like oh, it's, okay. it's it's brilliant. Anyway. Uh, it It reminded me of that. I'm thinking like, you guys scored two goals and you lost. Is that really brought the whole community together like that? That's extreme. That's, uh, but whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll, you
0: know, well, the gyms, the gyms scored the two goals, right? And I and, know, and I know, but it's literally, the sluts off. were the ones. No, who...
1: you're, you're a blue spatula on that one. I, <laughs> yeah, think, I no, think they could, whatever. I mean, listen, you're a diehard fan of sports. <laughs> I am diehard. Sports, of sports. And yes. I'm sure your teams don't always win. No, but they you still support them. Used right. Used used so, yeah, he's a New Jersey you fan. There's elements of entertainment and loyalty and experience excitement around watching them and that's what they've been building right how they yeah. did it you know whether you agree with it or not they've been building this energy and this excitement in the town again and people are, are banding behind them they gave them a show and that's what you got
0: there's a, there's a lot of response yeah. happening on the on the live stream anyway <laughs> tanya what, what what are your uh initial thoughts
4: um I have to retract my earlier statement. When you asked if I had watched the show and I said, yeah, um, I think I should have said no, because I, I didn't. Everything that you guys just talked about, I didn't catch hardly any of it. Um, yeah. We like, only have one,
1: I, Literally one job. I know it's not outside. a
4: safe place, but I'm going to be honest. It a time. I got to be honest. Oh. It again. So we watched this right after we did a podcast. So it was already late and I was already pretty tired. So I think I may have fallen asleep during some of it because what you guys are saying, I'm like, what? Um, did you just
7: so you fall asleep during the episode? I, I may
4: Oh my have. God, Daniel I, I don't know. No, because like uh, some of it really didn't make do that? much sense to me. Um, and now you guys are just filling in some of those gaps. So I must've, because I was like, what is happening here? Why is every, so, okay. So where it lost me or where I got lost, um, and may have fallen asleep at this point, I'm, I'm guessing that's what's happened. Um, so when, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on
4: but it's your job. I know. Right.
1: <laughs> so like, should we just, should we just pause this whole episode for 30 so minutes? So so and go watch, watch it, it. Yeah. And no, come right.
0: back and finish. except it's quarter 11. She's already tired again. So I'm
4: tired again. So it's not, yeah, it's not going to go mm. much better, but at least, okay. So what I've understood now, which I didn't understand before, <laughs> see again, I'm fucking, I'm too honest. Um, I, I, so when Nat came out on the ice, like the, the hockey players came over, they grabbed her, they came out on the ice. I, I, And then and then later after that, you know, they were there where they were getting their praise or whatever. And then after that, they were in the hog. So I thought. And this is where it's not a safe place, but I thought that that was not the end of the game yet, because then they went back to the game again. There was another flashback to the game. There was a
0: flash. They didn't go back to the game. See, there was a flashback to that. I didn't scene. get that.
4: There was a flashback. Anyways, my bad. <laughs> and again, must have fallen asleep Tanya, at some point. Tanya
0: thought there was a fourth period of hockey.
4: I thought that th- I'm like, why are <laughs> they doing five. this in the a middle? Five of- two. Because there there was more game again. So I thought first again. I I know. Just laugh at me. Go ahead. For
5: shame. For shame. For shame. I
4: I thought, why are they doing this? And the game's not even over. Mm-hmm. Are they saying their goodbye now? And then they're just gonna make a really. <sighs> yourself out i know <laughs> you know i didn't have to tell you guys that but anyways
5: you are spare parts
1: aren't you <laughs> buddy? you're getting some love casey says you're a fucking beauty
4: i uh, yeah I, I i get it but what i was going to say of the parts that i did um get. did get <laughs> um i did love the unveiling of the sea when when zeke gave um uh shore z and shore z started crying i thought that was great um, I missed the whole um, again, fuck. i'm I'm listening to the show for the first time. <laughs> uh, I missed the whole Sharpie, and the, I saw the picture, but I didn't see the Sharpie anywhere. So I now that makes way more sense. Better. Me neither. Oh, thank you so much for your honesty. I
0: wish you weren't so fucking awkward. Bud. I
4: know. So I again, I'm
0: getting to use all my sounds tonight.
4: Not a safe place. But I didn't see the sharpie. That makes way, way more sense. I just thought, oh, we're zooming in on a picture, and there's Nat and there's Shorzy and that is the mom. And then I was looking at the other pictures trying to get like some sort of information as to what was happening. Anyways, didn't I? I was looking at the wrong stuff. I'm gonna have to watch it again. There's mm-hmm. a sharpie apparently. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. What I was gonna say too, Shorzy saying nice things about Michaels when he's already let five goals in, like that's not usually the case, right? Like from what I know on hockey, like if a goalie is letting five in, you are screaming and having you're you're wanting to pull your goalie, put somebody else in, like just anything is better than it's the what-
1: shot save percentage, right? Right, guys. Is that, oh man. Is that, So is that a thing. <laughs> He was being
0: peppered. Like he was just telling Michaels it wasn't his fault. He was getting. That's what I thought. It off. was
4: really big of Shorzy, <clears throat> even though five are in and winning is everything. The fact that he stood there and kind of praised Michaels, <laughs> mm-hmm. that he took it more shots than he would in two games. I, I I completely thought that that was pretty. I thought that was really mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. um, And that Michaels has done it. He's now part of the team. Like yes. he's one Absolutely.
0: I think that's the whole point of that was, was, was Shorzy defending Michaels. This wasn't your fault, Michaels. This was us. We're playing like dog shit and Frankie's
7: not here. What's going on. Yeah. Right. And that um, is the typical hockey mm-hmm. uh, etiquette. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah. JJ being as big as the moon again, they have some great one liners, um, uh, big <laughs> sexual, you know, it doesn't translate. Awesome. I love that. Um, I thought that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> and uh you know saguinette he's still bringing it like he's still um Oh amazing, he brought it yeah Well not it, that it it the <laughs> the whole coaching part and um you know sitting with Z and you know giving him that heart to heart and um you know several times throughout the episode um so I I I caught most of it I just I didn't that was a pretty big
0: Hmm? You, you missed the, in the emotional, like <laughs> a substance of the of the <laughs> I whole just, episode. That's what oh, okay, so I you just, have to listen to us anyway. anyway.
4: So what you guys have said is really great. Like,
0: <laughs> it sounds wonderful. It oh. sounds
4: like it was a really good show. It's fucking embarrassing.
0: Michelle, save us, please. Save
1: us, ah, please. Uh,
6: first impressions. Just this episode, like all of them. It's so lyrical Mm -hmm. i mean it's like watching a poem and especially the scenes with no dialogue they're just so beautiful to watch and and you know you know they're on the phone to their parents right Mm -hmm. they don't have to say it no yeah
0: i know that's perfect we know we know yeah they set that up perfectly
6: and and it's so bittersweet and it's heartbreaking all those goals going you know that they're all hepped up and we're gonna do it and that's usually the trope right you know they're going to. The underdogs, they're going to overcome and they're going to, and then the goals go in one, two, three, four, or five, and just everybody is deflating. So um, I liked how they kind of, you know, maybe that's a trope as well, but yeah. they kind of turn it around a little bit and they didn't win, but they did win. Mm-hmm. And, and Al, I think you were talking about um, Shorzy sitting there with Nat in the workout room and being deflated and defeated. I didn't get that at all. His expression on his face was he's absolutely exhausted, but he's just, you know, he's in the afterglow of that whole experience and he's just lying. Like I know exactly how that feels. Mm. And that's his face. Like I just saw that on his face and um, it just, it brings back so many memories of playing hockey with the team and just, you know, you lose and, but it doesn't matter because, you're there with your team, and that's just the best feeling ever.
5: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, you lose as a anyway, team., yeah: I yeah.
0: And
6: I laughed, I cried.:
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's me. an emotional episode, and Tanya will learn that next time she watches it.: <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> And lastly, I've never loved Sudbury more. like mm-hmm. it just it drove home like this is becoming home for me, finally, watching.
1: Have you been to all the places that they talk about or or celebrated throughout the season?
6: Most of them. I mean, I know them and and the the eating places. Yeah, most of them. I've been to the bars. I don't do bars and I don't drink. So that's not my natural habitat. But
0: have you had have you had the pitter pattern panini?
6: I have not had a panini at Pepe Panini. Can uh, you uh, do it
1: this week yeah.
6: and, then <laughs> and then come yeah. back to the I egg? Photos,
1: please do. That should have I been should your have homework for tonight.
6: Part of my homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that montage right at the end mm-hmm. with those scenes of Sudbury—like I know exactly where each of those mm-hmm. places. And I live right downtown, so I'm two blocks up, basically, from that theater, from the Grand Theater. So I drive those streets every day or walk those streets every day, and it just. Uh, seeing that familiarity in Sudbury in the winter, and yeah, it, and it's this,
0: it's it's amazing, yeah. Matt. You said it like oh. the, the, this is uh, Kiso's love letter to hockey, but it's also his love letter to Sudbury. And I exactly. mean, it's put Sudbury, I mean, yeah, I mentioned the
1: that as well. It's, yeah, it's the uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah.
0: you said it. I'm I'm, I'm giving you credit oh. for, for saying oh. it. Sorry, I'm not trying to. Um, so <laughs> Sudbury's must because it's not his hometown, so it must have left quite an impression, like just the, those seasons he's he's been there to shoot letter Kenny it's left him that much of an impression that he's like, I want to, I want to celebrate the city. I want to, you know, it's, it's really amazing what he's done.
6: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's move on to ratings, Matt. What do you give this episode?
1: I mean, it was all right, but (laughs) I mean, it's clearly a beauty. Like Mm -hmm. I know Victor's is not gushing. He's wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm appropriately responding to something wonderful <laughs> is what I feel. Uh-huh. Yes. There was moments. There's always moments. Sure. And like anything you love, there's going to be moments that are a little off. but I think they just, they created, and we'll talk about this more, I think next week, but they, they created this complete story. Uh-huh. And, um and, and, and yeah, those like you, like you said, Michelle, when they were on the phone, you know, exactly who they were all talking to because they set it up so well and not even in an annoying way, in a very clever way that allowed us to connect all the characters and all the different situations they were dealing with. And they closed all the circles. Tanya, you talked about, you know, the, the how they were treating Michaels and how they were treating, like fish was another one who got his kudos in the end there. There was this level of respect for the whole team as they all came together and, and they just celebrate each other. So no, it it was just, it made me very happy um, to watch this episode and I will watch it again and again. So it is an easy, easy beauty um and then they left us the only thing we didn't really talk about which i think we should have is they left us at that line at the end which i thought was so brilliant because they're setting up the whole i think everything after when that comes out um and they kind of wave and they do those after scenes mm-hmm. it felt like a big ep- epilogue for what's to come like the music changed a yeah. bit um they were they're kind of doing these paces these flashbacks back and forth it's an epilogue setting up for what's to come and then leaving with that thought of what are you going to do differently? Mm-hmm. Right. And I love that. I'm mm-hmm. like, what are we going to see from Shorzy in season two? Is it going to be a brand new him? Is what's, what have been the key things that are going to change about his character to help them be successful. And um, that got me very excited.
0: So I have a theory no. about that. And I think yeah. this is going to make awesome, especially very excited. Uh, Cause when, when she asked him that question, he looks over at the weights. Yeah. He's uh, going to get, exactly so yeah. he he made that he he <gasps> challenged he, he challenged <laughs> uh, uh, Tyler, Tyler Johnson yeah. for that one for that one season he's like Tyler next season we want you to put on 20 pounds of muscle or whatever and he did so if he did that if he challenged Tyler Johnson to do that imagine what Kiso is going to do for his own show yeah. he's going to bulk the fuck he's up he's going
7: to come back uh, looking like number one from the umbrella
0: oh yeah he's going to come <laughs> yeah. back
7: he's going to be all, eh? yeah, when he,
4: do you think it's coming out <laughs>
0: sorry, sorry. <laughs> boys it's all slip and slide up I know, there.
4: Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway all all minor quibbles aside i mean this was a, a great uh a great end to this season a, to a great season i fucking loved shorzy what a great way and i mean uh this is Kiso showing he can he can write uh, uh, a story arc, you know, uh, letter. This is very different from letter. Kenny letter. Kenny doesn't have these story arcs like, no, like, no. like this. He he's written a story arc with B stories and C stories and he can do it and he can do it really fucking well. I will say, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of, I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit because at the, in in episode one of this season, I said, yeah, put that blue spatula down. I said, this is reminding me a little bit of Ted Lasso. And you know what? Think about it. We had a team in disarray. Somebody came in to change a team. The team itself wasn't a, a, a cohesive unit. By the end of the first season, the team is a cohesive unit, but in Ted Lasso and spoiler alert, they get relegated. They don't win. They lose. Same in, in this. It's the same story. It's the exact same story, except it's hockey instead of soccer. So uh, so if, if Shorzy is meant to be a three season arc, maybe I feel like we're seeing kind of, you know, a little bit of the same, uh, and I'm not saying Kiso stealing from from Lasso. I think it's it's just overall a, a, a trope anyway. I think uh, uh, he's setting it up for for that kind of storytelling. Um, I love it, and I'm going to give this a fresh because it, it was a, a great episode. The small uh, issues I had with it aside, I, I it's a strong strong ending to this and it did what it was supposed to do. It makes, it made me want more. Like I'm demanding more. When the fuck are they going to pick? I mean, they have to pick up Shorzy for at least another season, if not two. So it's definitely a fresh Victor.
7: Yeah. You know what? I had some trepidation because Shorzy was not one of my, favorite characters on letter kenny i mm-hmm. thought mo- most of the time he was just there for comic relief and uh you know toilet humor and and it uh, and his character even through the you know 10 seasons didn't really develop that much uh, maybe in that last season we got a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, but not but much throughout not but much. throughout he was mostly a roadie clown yeah uh, uh or not rodeo not roadie rodeo clown. <laughs> rodeo yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes um so uh and for me in, in, in the universe, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got a cold, I can't accentuate. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I feel like this is the best season that we've had uh in the universe and uh, i loved it this is what i want thought letter kenny was going to be and it wasn't which was still fine mm-hmm. and this this is this is the show i was i've been waiting for and it delivered like every single episode was great i gave the first episode and i still stand by it a clearance mm-hmm. because um i just felt it was too tropey uh and the, the whole reasoning they used for to develop this story arc was questionable mm-hmm. i thought that maybe a little more i would have challenged the right room a little on that one and uh, you know based on what we got I know they could have done better <laughs> and 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 I still stand by that. It's it's fine. It was still a good episode, and it, mm-hmm. it and the season didn't suffer from it. Um, but you know, I think every episode after that was a fresh, except for a couple of Dgens uh, that that didn't make it happen. Uh, I think that this this final episode was in, incredible. Uh, I just needed to kind of bring a little reality and uh, authenticity to it all to say, hey, let's not fanboy over this one, uh, but but uh, it was a great episode and um, I, I, I was just super impressed and it's in an easy fresh.
0: All right. Tanya, it's to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe just rate the half the episode you watched.
1: <laughs> 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 ra- ra- rate our uh, responses. Or yeah, rate and, and, and our feelings. Your and, interpretation yeah. of what happened. Uh, use imagination.
4: Oh uh, dear me. <laughs> um, you know, it was a, it was a really good ap- episode. Um, I'm, I, you know, I, I love your, all, all of your conversations and, um, all of the information and the new, um, things that I kind of maybe missed a little bit. Um, no, I, I liked the episode. It was, there was nothing about it that, um, turned me off uh, other than, you know, the turd at the beginning that was floating in the water and, uh, my son watching a guy get jerked off in the water that was a little upsetting to me but um other than that you know it was a solid episode for for what i mm-hmm. seen and understood <laughs> oh stop um that's real um, audio,
7: by the way. This is the most uncomfortable review that I think we've had. <laughs> I know, right? and It's a finale. I can't
4: wait to see it. I can't wait to see it again. No, I truly am. I'm, I think it needs to be like in a morning when I'm like alert. Okay. Um. um maybe a coffee hmm. is involved and uh, no, I'm going to watch it again for absolute. Sure. Um. But for out for right now, I love that you got an F by my name. Is that my grading or is that my...
0: <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing here.
4: <laughs> Great. Can we
1: rate F. you on this episode?
4: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, I am going to give it a fresh. Wondrous. Oh, my God. All right.
5: Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh okay. I regret nothing.
0: Bit of a dubious unicorn, but we'll give it now. <laughs> and and Tanya will will commit to watching it again before we we recap with Dean and Tiara next week. How's that? Yes. <laughs> so Michelle, we have a unicorn in the books. The pressure's off you. You don't have to give it a fresh. But what are you giving this episode?
6: Oh, it's a fresh, one hundred percent. Yeah, for That's sure.
5: It. I uh,
6: I'm gonna cry. <laughs>
4: Right? Tanya missed yeah. all of the... All of the... I, bo- boy, yeah. am, I'm more upset than you guys all are.
1: <laughs> you should be. You should uh, just feel shame about what uh, you've done.
4: I don't know what happened.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: that's great. Let's move on to MVPs. Uh, Matt, who do you give the game stick to?
1: Um, there's so much good, but I'm going to... Uh, it's going to Shorzy, mm-hmm. this one. I think he... Uh, there's so many mentionables, but I, he just... That scene... At the end when he brought all the feels and just sat down and yelled at fish to get in the spit and then slapped. I just there the man delivered. Mm-hmm. This was this was him putting it all out there and uh it's sure Shorty Kiso. Very good. Um, I'm gonna give
0: honorable honorable mention to the sluts. That scene around Shorzy's stall, I loved it. Uh, Mm -hmm. just the way they were kind of raising, you know, propping up their captain. Like, you know, he's, he's at his lowest moment moment with his head in the toilet, puking his guts out. And they're trying to like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're all going to play like you tonight. (laughs) And, and, (laughs) and we're going to let the the tough guys, they're going to score the goals. I loved it. I thought it was really, really fun scene, but I'm with you. I give it to Shorzy as well. I mean, he, he carries this whole this whole series he carries a series Uh, but for sure this episode here uh, I think he does all the heavy lifting Victor
7: yeah well there aren't any small parts uh, just small turds and I know that and I know that uh, all of you are hoping and thinking I'm going to give it to the turn I'm not I'm I was <laughs> just reading. Chad said
0: 10 bucks. Victor gives it to the turd. Uh, okay. yeah.
4: yeah.
7: No, 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 oh, no. Of course I, be- I wouldn't do any- I wouldn't do anything silly like All that. Right. I would have put uh,
4: you then on. Yes. That would have been my pick.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, uh, but like, but, but truly, there aren't any small parts, and I, and, and, just, just due to the timing, I've got to give it to Big Sexy. Big Sexy <laughs> brought it because that <laughs> scene, that scene was oh so hilarious. God. It was so hilarious, and and it <laughs> and it created and it created the big sexual line, even though that was delivered by uh, uh, Laurent's Frenchie I <laughs> love
0: that line. I thought it was so awesome, and then uh, the way, and then the way, so he, uh, it sure so it so goes, like, big
1: sexual. (laughs) Victor, this is one of the only off-base MVPs I'll actually give you because you're right. Big Sexy delivered and and really made that scene extra special. Mm -hmm. Yes,
7: thank you. Yeah. And so I stand by that. There you go.
0: All right, Tan, you're you're a game stick.
4: Um, You know what? I'm going to give it to like, yes, Shorzy was amazing and, and stole the whole show. But I really did he, like.
1: Did, did you know this? I think.
0: <laughs> 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 things. She's, in, she's inferring. She's yeah. Um,
4: but,
1: so I've heard. She's
0: deducing
4: from what I saw. Again, I didn't realize that I missed some of it until you guys started talking, and then I'm like, "Fuck! I think I kind of fell asleep during some of this." Um, no, um, I'm gonna give it to Nat. Like from from like her speech with Laura Moore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you calm. know her um, in the like can't she can't watch the game and she's like mm-hmm. hearing what's happening and um all the like the the zoom in with the photo um like sh- she and then the the one-on-one with shorzy i don't even Tra- know what's being said
0: your mvp has to be somebody from the first 10 minutes
4: <laughs> <laughs> again i didn't realize that i missed i, up I will say you're,
0: you're being consistent because you you've liked nat throughout this whole season. Like you've 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 been on Nat's side. So she's
4: amazing. Yeah, she's great. She is mm-hmm. amazing. I I really I yeah she I I find her to be and I loved what she said to uh Laura Moore mm-hmm. and and Laura Moore even saying are you trying to write this for me and yeah, and yeah. uh I thought that was uh I thought that was amazing. Yeah.
0: All right. Michelle, do you hear the game's well, TikTok?
6: I agree with everything you've said about Shorty and mm-hmm. about Nat, definitely. Um, but I'm going to go with Sanguinette because oh. I think he's matured fully in this episode, the heart to heart with Shorzy. Um, he took the helm, mm-hmm. like he took complete control of that team. He called all the shots. Mm-hmm. He called everyone into the toilet um, with Shorzy and told yep. him what was going to happen. And he just, he really came into his own Yes, and um, had a little bit of fun. And he wasn't, um, um didn't seem to feel used in any way it was just you know yeah good for him too um and then but he's still sweet on meek. so yeah. you know maybe we'll see something in season two with that
0: his was definitely a full story arc from beginning to end yeah. we saw we mm-hmm. saw probably the most development out of him and michael's probably those two characters uh, have the most development through. well
4: we whole. definitely saw a lot of michael's
0: <laughs> yes we did
5: <laughs> <laughs> well done and he's
6: so oh, so darn cute and so handsome in his suits and his uh yeah. his pendant, his regalia with the, the the beaded Sudbury, the the bulldog and mm. the blue be- anyway, it's yeah. just amazing. <laughs> so, I good. love it. I love watching him and what a great actor he is. What a nice find that is. Yeah, yeah. And to showcase in this Yeah,
0: and this is his first major role. So uh so kudos yeah. to him. Yeah. Matt, top five. Where does this one this is number one? This is number one for you. Not surprising.
1: This might, this, this is, this might be number one of the universe. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah.
0: It was great. Uh, It was great. Um, I'm probably putting it at number two though. I don't think it was like my favorite of this uh, uh, season, but I, it was definitely really, really strong. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Victor, how about you?
7: Yeah. I think it's appropriate to give this one a number two. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: <geez. laughs> oh,
5: Victor. Oh
4: man, that's brilliant.
0: You're such a. All right, uh, tan
4: I liked it so much. I'm going to do the same. Number okay. two.
0: <clears throat> the first ten minutes, at least, were number two for you, <laughs> Michelle. We're, uh, so, with 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 our, our guests, Michelle, i've because it's your first time on as as a panelist, I've given them um, the option to give us their top five letter Kenny episodes. If you have that ready, if not, uh, you know, tell us, you know, some of your favorites.
6: Um, I don't really have a top five. I, mm-hmm. I find that hard because they seem to change a lot, but yeah. Um, this episode for Shorzy is right up there definitely. Mm-hmm. But I think whichever episode where they unveiled the blueberry Jersey, like to me, that was just, that hit home so hard. That yeah. I laughed so hard about that blueberry festival that's a whole thing mm-hmm. on its own but
5: oh yeah have
0: um, you been <laughs> is it everything? Um,
6: yeah so the blueberry festival they have it every year except i think it sort of disappeared during COVID. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of a weird thing because it's sort of across the city and it's over about a week and each individual group or place or whatever they sort of have their own little thing and it's just it's you know there's a blue uh blueberry pancake breakfast downtown Oh at the train station so that's kind of one event but the rest of it is so scattered and it's during the day during the week and
5: mm-hmm.
6: like you know i'm not quite sure what the blueberry festival is except that <laughs> sudbury's famous for its blueberries so <laughs> if nothing else you should eat the blueberries here um but anyway just with the blue uniform and all of that anyway that hit home like i told you before yeah um but letter again i don't really have a top five but i think um, the pilot, the mm-hmm. first episode to me, just again, just because it was a start sure. and kind of set it for everybody. Um, and the super soft birthday, just because I love the idea of that. Mm-hmm. And I got my cupcakes on Saturday. So that
5: you <laughs> oh, know, right
6: now that that really um, resonates with me today. Um, I think the episode with Hard Right J and the Shamrockettes to me is just. <laughs> So funny, I didn't stop laughing, but I love Jay baruchel So anything that he's in. But and that episode kind of came out right at the right time yes. politically.
0: Yes, it did. Um
6: for me. <laughs> so again, that really hit home. And um, and I really like St. St. Perfect's Day. The um nice, the yeah, Saint Patrick's Day episode to me, that again was one of those lyrical kind of mm-hmm. episodes, you know, a lot of slow motion, a lot of music, a lot of mm-hmm glances and understandings. And I, I, really, really appreciate that about both of them. You
0: like the visual storytelling. Yes.
6: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank
0: you. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so up next, we're just going to talk about the,
5: the letter Kenny cold open bracket update.
0: So this week we had a uh, return to uh, round three. Now the letter Kenny cold open bracket, uh, to, uh, Two matches so far. Yesterday's match was the first one. We had Katie's Big Tarts up against Stewart's Horn, and Katie's Big Tarts is the big winner over uh, seventy-one. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, Stewart's Horn big winner over Katie's Big Tarts seventy-four seventy-one. It was a very close one right there. Uh, and today's match, really, I didn't actually see that outcome. Yeah, Stewart's Horn wins it by three votes, which there was, there was a lot of votes too. So that, that's what one hundred and forty uh, five, uh, votes. And, wow. uh, yeah, Stewart's horn wins by three. It was three. a big horn. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, today's matchup toilet talk versus 5.15 inches. And this <laughs> one is also a very close one right now. Uh, well, as of before we recorded this, five point one five inches had ninety three votes, and Torla Talk has eighty. So there is a bit of a campaign right now going on by Matt and a few others, including uh, never. Uh, Jeff uh, McHenry, trying to get uh Torle Talk to to win this one. So yeah. there is still time. I,
1: I pulled him in for support, and he's there. <laughs> yeah. and I love it. There is still time
0: work? to to cast your vote if you haven't already um, to see if uh, Toilet Talk can can make the comeback. But so far, it's it's a close
1: one. And one hundred eighty six votes. Yeah, it's crazy. All right,
0: Uh, and then uh, moving on, we just uh, we have a review. Uh, This is from our friend Erin. She warned us there would be a review waiting for us in the queue, and here it is: five stars. This letter, Kenny Shorzy podcast will have you uh, is the podcast you've been waiting for. Uh, the cast captivates you in every episode by inviting you into their lives. Then they hit you with a play-by-play analysis and thoughtful reviews. They will not only educate you on episodes, but will have you looking for blue kitchenware anytime you set foot in the home goods store. <laughs> I have never met a crew of podcasters more interested in truly engaging with their fans. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe, follow, and listen to the adoring Al and Tanya, cool cat Matt, and lovable Victor as they immerse you in the letter letterverse. Thank you nice. Aaron. That was an amazing review. oh
4: thank you so much Aaron
0: uh, awesome. and we do have one uh amazing li- listener comment that came in today uh private uh, DM um, <clears throat> this is answering a question we've had for a while and and most like uh, I've seen it asked many times even in reddit hey guys, longtime listener and lover of e- anything made by Jared Kiso love the show though I need to clear something up. I'm an indigenous, I'm, I'm indigenous from BC and the pitter verse is my favorite indigenous representation I've ever seen. I've been listening to you all wonder about Tanis's hickeys. From what I understand, Kenneth Horn has creative control over Tannis' character and how she is visually portrayed for the most part. A lot of her clothing and jewelry are locally locally indigenous made, crafted. Uh, indigenous culture is not a monolith, but there are certain aspects that have transcendent region and uh, become larger part of the general culture. Hickeys are one of those things. Snagging is a term, is also a huge part of the, the community. Hickeys are just one way to let people know you fuck and or snagged someone no, noteworthy. I think it's hilariously important to the rep. Uh- to her to represent this because she knows it's something other indigenous viewers will connect to and have a great laugh over. I love her and everything that this show has done for indigenous representation amongst many other things. Don't even get me started on my undying love for Shorzy. Thanks for scratching my discussion itch on my two favorite shows. Looking forward to listening to season 11 of letter Kenny and two of Shorzy. Give your balls a tug, tick fucker. And that's from Tomasina binder. Thank you so much, Tomasina. And like, amazing insight that she's provided here in, in that, uh, uh, in that message. I love it. Yes. Cool. <laughs> anyway,
4: so, so much more sense now. Yeah, it
0: does. I mean, it, it totally doesn't. It's an inside joke. It's something they put in there that, um, you know, I
4: love it. It means even more now, mm-hmm, right? For sure. Yeah. Just knowing that that information.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to final comments, Matt, what do you have to say?
1: I'm sad. I'm sad that the season's over uh i love these recap episodes we do they're always so much fun i love that this so michelle you brought it i love that you brought the Sudbury view and we yes. learned a hell like you're the you're you're clearly the new dennis um with very layers, <laughs> totally, layers to you and totally, i'm excited yeah. we're gonna do we gotta do a whole separate episode just to talk to you guys because this is fantastic stuff um but i love this season more like i mean we, we love everyone who listens we love the community it's so much fun and this this season we got to to meet or get closer with six more people um, who we hadn't had that one-on-one opportunity with. So that was so special and awesome. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to more. Um, Oh God, will they just announce season 11 release or something? Because now this is the fun part where we Mm -hmm. can kind of start creating uh, new episodes of fun. So bring us more stuff, everyone out there that's got ideas. I know we did this before. Um, I love this so much. Mm -hmm. This has been so much fun. And this this season was an absolute absolute fucking blast,
0: yes, I agree uh, thank you so much Michelle. you were the perfect person to have on for this last episode being from Sudbury and and having your background and and having like background information about the different places that that they celebrate on, on this uh, season so thank you and and yeah obviously you've got like an amazing background with what you do for a living but also having played hockey and having lived in Colorado everything about you is is super interesting you're right you are the female version of Dennis um so thank you for coming on, and and looking forward to having you on again, uh, Victor.
7: You know, blueberries are my favorite berries. <laughs>
0: They're
5: uh, incredible, <laughs> and,
7: and and I'm I can't wait to go to Sudbury just for that. Yes. And uh, you know, Michelle, you're obviously a true blueberry, and <laughs> uh, and and the authenticity that you brought and the the the, the extra insight and and the stories, uh, really, really uh, uh, appreciated that, and uh, hoping that we're going to have you back again for season two of yeah. Jersey, uh, or season 11 of uh, letter Kenny or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but we definitely have to have you back because I think there's lots more layers to peel there. And, um, uh, really looking forward to that. Al, uh, thanks for your Steve Harviness uh, as always, and <laughs> announcing the wrong winner. Uh, so that's, that's all right. Uh, there's, you know, there's always <laughs> next week. Um, uh, Matt, you're you're great as always. Uh, a, a little over over zealous with the with the episode today, but that's okay. Um, uh, there's worse loss to, to to be had, I guess. Um, Tanya, um, uh, regret nothing. Tanya, you're you're a peach. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about today, uh, but that was uh, that was fucking embarrassing. Um, <laughs> uh, but well, another great season, uh, Al, uh, you know, you're uh, you're doing a great job. Can't can't wait for them to announce the, another season. Yes. Uh it will be fun to do a recap next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the best.
4: Michelle, thank you so much for coming out tonight. It was such a pleasure to meet you. I keep on, um, I'm trying to talk Al into, um, some sort of road trip, um, something to come up to Sudbury. So I'd love to meet you in person. Um That'd be great it was absolutely, I love your insight. I love that you have the, the hockey and like just hearing you talk about how it was being on a team and, and that camaraderie and, and that those feelings and the motions and, and how that just kind of sparked all of those emotions still just even watching the show. Um, I, I just, that, that alone was just thrilling to me just to, to hear that from you. Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that with us. And, um, Guys, as always, um, you know, I I always miss not having homework. I I know that's shameful to say tonight, especially (laughs) since I kind of had a blooper on this one. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to hear what happens next and uh, even more excited now because uh, this whole weightlifting thing and mm-hmm. uh, what Kisa <laughs> will do with himself uh, from there. Um, um. Yeah, I just I look forward to, to getting more content and more, more, uh, more, more letter. Uh, what are we calling? Not letter verse. Universe. 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 There you go by
0: the way, Jeff says if you want to meet Michelle in person, just commit a murder and she'll come to you.
4: Oh, okay, there's always
0: that.
4: <laughs> See, yeah,
0: and by the way, we have some
1: we are, dark we, humor we, and I love it. We <laughs> already,
0: I already have the next uh, half dozen episodes planned out, so I'm looking forward to like some of the things that, that to, to look forward to. We have, um, uh, some guests that are coming on, um, uh, that. We're, we're excited about, uh, we have, uh, trace coming on to no, who, sorry. Um, Jeff is coming on to do his favorite, uh, squirrely dance scenes. We're planning another letter. Kenny ladies night, probably in August. So ladies yes. stay tuned for that. Uh, we, we've got some ideas and, and, but, but keep, like Matt said, keep them coming. Cause, uh, Please. uh we're, <laughs> unfortunately it feels like we're probably going to have a few, few months of having to, to make up <laughs> some content. So keep it coming. Uh, Michelle.
6: I just want to thank you for inviting me. This has been a blast. I uh, love talking about these shows and ever since the first episode, your first episode, I just fell in love with the four of you. So um, thank you. And thanks for getting us all through COVID. Yeah. And, um,
0: Oh, you guys got uh, us through COVID. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah,
6: I think we all,
1: it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah all of us together and met so many great, great people through this. And, um, It's just been really heartwarming, definitely. And please, everybody, anybody come to Sudbury. We'll do a tour of all the locations (laughs) that we can find and Um, it'll be
0: fun you can have a side hustle michelle if you do like a letter Kenny and shorzy tour like and take people to different places rent a bus or whatever by the way it wasn't jeff it's it's jason jason's the one coming on to do the squirrely dancing sorry jason it was a j j name i know that do Uh, you ever
4: oh sorry i have another question for michelle um (laughs) did did, have you ever seen them um doing some of the the um um uh, filming no i haven't oh haven't you eh
6: no, I've seen a lot of Hallmark movies and other <laughs> stuff but never any Letterkenny stuff unfortunately. Yeah. I'd be right there.
4: <laughs> have you ever gone looking for the farm? No, I haven't done that. I have no, no idea where that is.
0: Oh, uh, there you go. I know most of the stuff now they shoot on a sound stage except for the farm scenes. I think they still do yeah. that at the farm and they but they they probably plan it so they only do that for a day or two and then a lot of the other stuff is on sound stages, so.
6: Right. Right. Yeah. There's Any- some scenes, especially the the scenes in between, you know, where they just show a clip of a church or yeah. something like that, you know, a lot of that I recognize in sure. the corner store, the variety store, yeah. or the dollar store as they call it, whatever. Anyway. So yeah, we can scope it out. It's all pretty close by to where I live. So very good. You're all invited.
0: Awesome. All right. We're going to play us off here with a song from this episode. This one's called camouflage featuring Laura Hahn by Causeway. I'm going to spool this up here. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we have a special episode lined up for you. We'll be joining forces with Dean and Tiara at the And now for a joint season recap of Shorzy. Not since the Simpsons appeared on Family Guy has a crossover been this highly anticipated. You're not going to want to miss it. You're gonna, it's going to be legendary, epic, huge, or as Goody would put it, unbelievable. Uh, so make sure you mark your calendars. There'll be a live stream, and then in one episode coming out on both our feeds. Don't forget to give our sponsor Diabolical Coffee some love. They are DiabolicalCoffee.com. Right now, you can use a promo code Protosan for ten percent off any purchase from their site. If you'd like to support the podcast, tell your friends, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. There's a Patreon link or on our site or Twitter profile at ProtoStampod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at ProtoStampod. Thank you for joining us. Now we are going to the after party on behalf of Michelle, Matt, Victor, Tanya, and myself. Thank you for listening and have a great week.